and hank yeah here we are we're uh flying the missing man formation just temporarily just temporarily Andy's, not long, not uh, long. there'll be more beard than you can count <laughs> shortly <laughs> Andy's running a little late tonight but uh that's okay we told him we'd hold the fort down we can uh i'm on an angle like a batman villain i don't know what's going on with my computer <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's, would it's it, pretty cool actually would it help if i if i counterbalance I'll, you I'll, does that wait does that help lean the other way what's going on man living the dream couldn't be better i mean star wars renaissance i mean we we, i mean remember three years ago we're like oh it's the golden age but like it's true yeah but now like you know so much is saturation three years i i don't know maybe i can't get enough i mean I feel the same way. I mean, and I say that as a I maybe call, maybe if it was song? every single night. Like if it was oh, you, wow, know, yeah. you know, like like the honeymooners, if there was 152 episodes. <laughs> and then only probably in terms yeah. of being able to try to review something like that would it bother me. But you just look in three years how far I think of us as uh, I think of us as Star Wars survivors, you know, like uh and I mean that in the, in, you know, in the lightest sense of, you know, the real dark times, that 15 year <laughs> period where there was nothing, nothing. And so I'm, I'm, I think I'm still there with you. I'm, I, I'm in this position where like, well, new star Wars is better than none at all. It really is. And there and... really hasn't been anything big asterisk. There really hasn't been anything that I've been like, this is crap. No, you know, I, I even, I even muzzled through resistance. Now, you know that I could not cite a single episode of that show, but my eyes did view it. (laughs) Right. And even that. I don't think anything has been just like, this will sustain me till something better comes along. I think everything has been like pretty uh, high quality of the, of the highest quality they could muster at any rate. I mean, yeah. I can't say the same thing for Marvel lately. No, and I would I would wholeheartedly agree with that. Although I did get the first episode of uh Loki in Oh. Belly laugh for that elevator scene. I did like that. Spoilers with the third the third the girls like and, there. I mean talk about Renaissance. Uh, how about Kihoi Kwan? Oh man. He's brilliant. I'm back. <laughs> hold on to your potato i'm I'm back man he's brilliant he is he's so good he's super good in that yeah now we just need to get him into star wars somehow oh it's a hop skip and a jump now that he's in the disney camp camp like he's adjacent so Mm. i mean all you get to do is walk down the hall right and there you are I just want to say a quick thank you uh, to those of you who are uh, just discovering us now. We've had a, a recent influx of uh, new subscribers to the channel. So thank you very much for 
checking out Vandom Power on YouTube. That being said, uh, a lot of you folks are finding our shorter form videos and have been commenting on them, um, saying that you want more. Uh, more is coming. We're we're um, with the ending of Ahsoka. We're at this precipice where we can go one of two ways. We could launch into something else review wise, mm-hmm. or we can settle back and we can do some more short form content, which I kind of think is might be the way forward. Yeah. Hank's got an unboxing video coming up here pretty soon. Wicked. I have it on good authority that it's uh, getting worked on. Wicked. That was super fun. And I just did it. I was just like, uh, I just got this package today. And what the hell? <laughs> I also want to say thank you uh, for those of you who have stuck with us. By, by and large, we started this, and I don't mean the show, but I do mean the Ahsoka Fano show. If you include our road to episodes this by far has been our longest running review series to date and it has been an incredible incredible journey wouldn't be the same without without an audience so we mm. absolutely thank you for for joining us for that. <laughs> that's true especially in light of you know we will never be first but we tend to be thorough so i think so i and, think so. super like you know I, if i toot my horn to people when i tell them in the real world about us i I tooted about us being so consistent. There's, you know, there's not a lot of podcasts. And if we're, if we're going to, you know, <laughs> no one else is going to do it for <sighs> a lot of podcasts that are week in, week out, steady, like a metronome over for three years. Yeah. Three years. Yeah. Three, three years and counting, by the way. So if you are a fan of our non star Wars content, like our Tuesday nights and some of the other short form uh, videos, we're just uh, launching into our fourth, fourth season here in the month of october Man. 2023 hard to believe uh, three years at it and yet here we are chugging away <laughs> yeah and it it doesn't uh it's never got boring uh it's never gotten sort of tedious it's been challenging there's you yeah know, that whole, who would have uh, thought that kind of thing like <laughs> what do you mean there's this real life what do you mean yeah but but um <laughs> but rewarding too, like the things I've really learned about star Wars since I pro- absolutely professed myself, I'm a know-it-all. I'll, I'll do the show with you. I feel and like the, when the you, stuff that I've actually learned. Yeah. 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 I know way more about like things that I would never have read no. or looked at. Um, I feel like if we were a role-playing game right now. We'd kick ass. <laughs> That's right. Well, let's talk a little bit. Let's let's uh, let's stay uh, on topic here, and let's talk about Ahsoka. I want to get some of the broader stuff, sort of, while we're waiting for Andy tonight. Let's talk broad strokes here about the the series as a whole. Now that mm. it's all wrapped up, just start with the obvious one. Where does it land for you? Let's let's just let's give it a score. Where are uh, you at with it? <laughs> like in terms of the rest of the series. Yeah, the series as a whole, like all uh, what eight eight episodes, all eight episodes, uh, ten out of ten, every single episode. I mean, I, nothing really disappointed me about the whole thing. And like, if you were to break it up into categories, like mm. the directing has been spot on, the writing yeah. has been spot on. And when I when I mean writing, I don't know if there's anybody helping. Like you know, I know there's a guy that's the head of the, but there's usually a team of people. That you know, they're, you're dipping in and out of the dialogue has been spot on. The performances have been spot on. The 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 choreography, uh, 
for the most part has been really tight. Um, there's been a few things that kind of looked like overperformed, but mm. uh, I would say spot on. And the the effects have been probably 15 out of 10. Like, uh, I, I can't say enough. I, I you know, um, it's absolutely my favorite thing that they've done yet, except for Rebels in terms of Disney Star Wars. Absolutely my favorite thing. And I'm a big fan of all the other things. Yeah. I'm hesitant to to go 10 out of 10 because I don't, there are very few entertainment properties and it's not just you know television but movies and books and mm. comics and all that stuff that we love video games you know like 10 out of 10 that's like saying like it's perfect and i don't know if it's perfect but man like if i could just like give it a 9.9999999999 the other sure. minuscule percentage is all of the stuff that the other guys are like banging their their pots together oh my god this is so <laughs> bad like come on guys yeah that's kind of crazy i i don't even get it doesn't even register i i don't you know i was really taken back uh in the last two episodes by how much off-camera stuff happened and that you had to infer it but i don't i didn't have a far like it wasn't hard for me to get there no, I, it felt very natural for me. Um, yeah, and I, I don't have that other perspective of not having seen Rebels and Clone Wars. Mm, that's true. No. That's so true. I can't I think imagine that perspective, one, right? right? But yeah. so a lot of people are are really, and I tried in in group chats and stuff on Facebook uh, and Instagram. I try to gently just push people in that direction. Like it's not. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you think cartoons are for kids. I don't know if that's what you, you think, but that's wow. certainly not the case. Yeah. Um, uh, go watch Akira. <laughs> like, you know, the, so there's a difference between probably what they think cartoons are and what animated. I think so. Yeah. Animated, especially animation are. that is specifically targeted uh, for adults. Not saying that the Clone Wars was, but I mean, no. Again, you look at the folks who are doing the writing and they are in our age group. So, I mean, when you make the joke about Disney Star Wars, is just, you know, glorified fanfic. Yep. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah. Big fan right here. Anything Love not it. written by Star George Lucas is technically <laughs> fan fiction. Yeah. I, and again, is it? Isn't it? I mean, George is separate. <laughs> I mean, we can go the legal route. Yeah, the right. legal route. The legal route says no. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I feel it's a thin argument, and I see that argument online a lot. It's like, well, George Lucas says this, yeah, but George Lucas is separated from the property now, so he Completely. came out and, you no, know, he came out and say, you know, well, you know, uh, Luke Skywalker's eyes are actually uh, uh, brown because he's full of shit. Well, you know what I mean? But and yeah. it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter anymore. No. Yeah, yeah. But he it's could a terrible decide, example. He could, by he the way, he could start like he could start a war. <laughs> he could well i'm gonna i'm gonna buy the company back because i don't i didn't know production. that people were complaining about the female leads in the show i hadn't seen that till recently and i think they have you know what i think on. i tried to i tried to keep my eyes off of it when i saw controversial headlines or, right. or comments that sort of you know talked about their position within the story i think the big one that comes up you know, for me, the, the one that, like, I should say the one that stands out for me hmm. is the, 
and I, I saw it recently. The uh, attributing, uh, you know, uh, equating Sabine's Jedi training to Ray. You know right. how they are. You know, no training. You know what? That's a very thin argument in my yeah, world. It's crazy when thing. Luke Skywalker had hours potentially <laughs> of training before he took out the death star with right. a 90 degree torpedo turn. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, I don't understand how he can be so angry at that. No, it's crazy. There is a great clip of Dave Filoni. I saw today. Um, and it was, uh, I don't know, just after rogue one had come out and he basically said, uh, force awakens come out. And people are complaining that it's a, a female protagonist. And She's then great. And yeah she was great she and was great, uh yeah. rogue one which is you know we both have our <laughs> rogue one is incredible um and oh we have a female protagonist again and he basically said rogue yeah, one, what? yeah. <laughs> what two two female protagonists out of the you know 20 million and he, he just oh my said, gosh yeah seriously <laughs> he said literally he just said tough <laughs> <laughs> and i was like yes that's amazing that's a great answer that's yeah, a just tell you know, just go it. back in your hole right like that's Fly back into your hole we got more questions and we got answers um the big one uh we we touched on it briefly last week uh when i had you know talked about the recasting uh comments that have been floating around right now it's not so much about if i feel like now it's a matter of who <laughs> i just I mean, don't maybe. feel like i don't feel like they're done with his story no but i would be okay body double um, and cgi face not even that i would be okay if we left it dangling right there we know it's so never little went more distance not maybe not never but there's a lot of different ways we could visit that story that aren't necessarily recasting a character i mean you got to be a, a bail and skull video game about the, oh, the well, that's interesting or i mean a really good novel or the, the comics are so good uh there's there's a lot of there's a lot of media that they could they could delve that into. was my because that I'm was my super okay with them leaving him on the cliff and us knowing not a damn other thing about whatever that little beacon he was seeing and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If they want to let that fester for 15 years, I could handle it. I, 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 my head is already just spinning with fan fiction about what's going on there. I feel like his story is just incomplete. And then I, that, that my follow up question is how can you have a Bale and School story without having Bale and School? And when you say other media, Doug, yeah, <laughs> um, other media might actually be the way to go. But then, there's the reciprocal about all this, the flack that we're hearing about now. Why do I have to watch something else? Why do I have to read something? Well, you don't have yeah, to. You don't, you don't have to. But you don't. this is a character that's been introduced, though, in live-action media, which, I mean, outside of the movies, I think is probably the... If we're going to weigh them all... And that's maybe that's a loaded statement. I shouldn't even mm. say that. No, <laughs> I take that back. I can't do that. I can't honestly well, do remember that. Remember the thing I said about Carrie Fisher? Remember, yeah. like... You don't okay, so we could recast this guy. We he doesn't owe Star Wars that much, and Star Wars doesn't owe him much. God bless right, him, right. and I'm really sorry for his family's loss and stuff. And absolutely, and he's a, an incredible talent, and what a performance! But it's not like recasting Carrie Fisher. It's not like recasting Harrison Ford. Mm. It's which we've done. That's right. Which yeah. we've done. Yeah, yeah. So 
if if they're going to go that direction, I don't I don't see the big deal. And the, the with people throwing out the Liv Schreiber uh, memes already, man, that's the he, one I can get behind. He looks pretty great. That is the one of he all of the great. yeah of all of the uh, the the faces I've seen floating around. He's the one that I can get behind the most. Somebody put out one earlier this week. It was a shot of uh, uh, basically old man Sam Neil. <laughs> Gary Busey. <laughs> At the top of the mountain, there's buttered sausage. I have a hard time imagining. Although Sam Neill is British, so he's got that part down. Liev is going to have to work on his uh, his uh, British if he gets the right. I think I think almost nobody does their own accent in Star Wars. They're always like, "Okay, we're gonna we need a British guy. Let's hire an American." <laughs> That's we right. need a we need a New Zealand accent. Let's just hire D. Bradley Baker. <laughs> yeah, really. Or you know, like Carrie Fisher. <laughs> she flipped in and out of it the whole the whole yeah. first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you British or not? I, do, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Is it because of the British actor? Is it because you're standing there talking to Peter Cushing, who's like as British as they can be, and you're just swept up in it? <laughs> I. I think it was supposed to be indicative and I've never actually gotten a conclusive answer. And I've watched every making of documentary you can get your, your paws on. And I, I think it was that she was supposed to be speaking more formally when being a Senator and those walls oh, would come tumbling down when she was actually okay, okay. that little rebel princess that she actually is. Doug's got an interesting comment. Um, and this is, this falls right into that. Like this is a, this is the slippery slope. Some of us should get rewarded for consuming most things Star Wars. Leave the weak behind. <laughs> so I, that's you start drawing that. You start putting those lines in the sand. I agree with what, the what sentiment. Quantify. Yeah, but the gate. The, it's scary because where do you? How do you? Where do you stop that? How do you quantify who's a who's a? It's like saying I'm a better fan because I know more, and I just right. You know what? How about you are a more can't know more, a more educated you. fan. And I think I mean, that's, again, you know, we, we talked about this in our gatekeeping episode. All this stuff comes from these like wonderful places of wanting to, because we're passionate about this stuff. You know, what's Sometimes better, the delivery. What's better <sighs> than a little kid, like a five or six year old uh, that is just encountering something like Star Wars for the first time that doesn't know anything where it's wide open and they've seen mm. one little, you know, like where, where the future is the potential of everything they know about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's probably pure fandom. You know what I mean? Before we start to put all the, you know, because we, we, 85% of it is nostalgia for us. I right. you have to admit it. Like, you know, like that's, that's what keeps us coming back is that like, I wish I could be in the theater with, see that crawl again in that moment beside those people. And, right, right, and for right. me, a, a lot of my Star Wars is attached to experiences I had viewing Star Wars in my life. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is a great follow up though. Doug, uh, don't leave things out because non fans won't get it. But they've done that. This Ahsoka is proof positive that they've done that. There's right. no explanation of the Mortis gods. There's no explanation of the world between worlds. You either you either get it or you don't. And if you don't, what's the difference between that or we didn't know that Darth Vader was Luke Skywalker's father? Like sure, we just we're watching historical fiction that you didn't right. know the you've never read the the news articles on. So you're yeah, like learning yeah, yeah. about Gallipoli for the first time or whatever. Like it's. I just no. feel when they, whenever they introduce something new in Star Wars, at least between seventy-seven and eighty-three, there wasn't, there wasn't all of the the, the content that woven through the fabric of Star Wars to no. tell you to fill in all those blanks. 
And just the sense of wonderment and discovery was just maybe more pure. Is that the right way to say that? Um, I don't know. Yeah, that's probably a good way to put it. And and I absolutely agree with the sentiment. I, I could see where people will start to, they could twist those things. Like just yeah. the same as uh, Doug's comment. But um, <clears throat> I, I, I just remember like, Maybe I was too member too young to remember about the first movie, but I do remember that I could not stop thinking about what happens next after the Empire Strikes Back, and I was probably ten, nine. Yeah, <laughs> but I was so preoccupied with what happens next, and then the you know having the action figures and being able to go, this is what's going to happen next, or oh, well, yeah, that's actually, right, well, this, creating your own story, you know, and. You know, I think the thing that probably stuck out the most to me was probably that uh, there is another. And so it's just mm. like you slap a lightsaber in every single character's hand till something makes sense to you. You know, like <laughs> hold on to that thought for a second, because that came up this week as well. And I actually think that's a great, uh, great uh, line. We should talk about that. Um, just notice that we're getting some more people filing into the, the stream tonight. I just want to oh, cool. um, just catch everybody up. We're running a little bit late tonight. Um, Andy's got some other things going on that's prevented him from uh, from being here with us. But he is coming. He is coming. So we're just delaying a little bit. We will get to the episode breakdown. I promise that. Uh, it is the finale. We want to make sure that we uh, we do that justice. So we're not gonna we're not gonna launch into it without him. Um, <laughs> so we're just kind of filling some time. We're just kind of talking about our thoughts on uh, Ahsoka and in Star Wars in general. Uh, while we're waiting so please uh hit us up in the comments and uh, join in the conversation where was i going oh yeah um there is another mm. what's interesting is i saw that come up in a in one of the groups this week where that statement was talked about and and completely new context when you when you watch it they don't infer that it's another skywalker they just inferred that there is another. Yes, it's true. I mean, we know we take it now for being Leia because of the events of Return of the Jedi. Leia, Leia is my sister. But even uh, but that, at the when he even wrote in the it, reveal, though, when he wrote that, no, exactly. When he wrote it, the other wasn't Leia. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who it is. <laughs> I don't know who it is, but I got right. a couple years to figure it right. out. <laughs> I mean, certainly it wasn't anybody that hadn't been created yet either. Right. Exactly. But, exactly. But that's I the, mean, that's the ironic part is he didn't she wasn't related to him until the third script. I love looking at that or reading that comment through the lens of Ahsoka, Cal Kestis, Quinlan Voss, and every other, and uh, Ezra Bridger uh, now. everybody who's survived in some form of media or another that, you know, another oh, I see it during that timeline. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, that there could be, it doesn't necessarily point to Skywalker yeah. lineage, although that's very cool. I mean, I've heard it said too, and uh, you know, this is controversial as well, but that, that Ahsoka is more of a Skywalker than Ray would ever be because of her connection to Anakin. Right. Like, I mean, she's, you know, it's, it's almost a father daughter relationship. Like I don't mean them specifically because they're more of like a brother sister, but that, padawan master relationship is like yeah 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 a mantle being handed well, let's, down let's blow so they that. talk about i mean he talks about the legacy that she's she belongs to like we should blow that one wide those open are her grandparents the uh the counter 
the counter one to that, which is equally, and I mean, you can take it for humor or you can take it as like, oh, that, there's a point there. <laughs> Somehow Palpatine is returning. So there it is, right? If if Palpatine manipulated the midichlorians to produce life in uh, in uh, Shmi, mm-hmm. then that means every Skywalker is a Palpatine on some level. <laughs> Do yeah, you know what no, I mean? Like, that's, yeah, it's very true. You know, we're going to talk about parentage and, and you know, true. the genetic soup don't matter. <laughs> Well, apparently any Mandalorian can just wield the force. <laughs> I love not? the fact that why it was, not? I love the fact that it was like the, the lightsaber was the first because that was Luke's first, realistically, his yep. first ability. And yep. I love that that uh the rhyming stanzas. How to swing a sword. Yeah, man. I was okay with it. I, I was okay with it then. I'm okay with it now. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean people folks who have watched our show, like you already know my thoughts on that. Like Sabine was confirmed as a force user long before she got the yeah deflecting a bullet back into somebody's face is yeah. was not a fluke yeah she might not have known she was and for me and this was a little more controversial even amongst us was for me she's been a force user since that episode in rebels where she was training with Kanan where he says she's blocked mm. and uh, I feel like yeah, but she was blocked right up until the moment she reached her hand out and that thing leapt into her hand. Interesting. It, you know, it sort of like reminded me of the way the X-Men's powers manifest. Suddenly there's like crazy amount of stress and it matters and then boop, your mutant power. Right, in. it's the... But it kind of falls back into what Ahsoka said. I don't need her to be a Jedi. I just need her to be who she is. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and... But she doesn't Broom Boy make way more sense in that context? It's like that idea of anybody can be a Jedi anybody has been can, probably yeah. been batted around at Lucasfilm. It and I think that they been. have to, yeah, exactly. It exactly. had to have been. And again, I mean, I don't want to harp on the whole thing, but I mean, as fans of the role-playing game, anybody could be Force-sensitive. Anybody Absolutely. could be a Jedi. Yeah. You know, it's just some, there was never a thought in my mind. It's like we look at what, what a Jedi is in the earliest, earliest, earliest concepts of what a Jedi is. Let's let's go back to, you know, you are all that's left of that ancient religion. That's like saying you can't be a Catholic or you can't be a Buddhist. Mm, pretty sure I can. Yeah, <laughs> I do. It pretty I sure I can. Watch me do. Yeah. So. I do like it. Yeah, I do like it. That Doug makes an interesting point there. Oh, this one. Um, Yoda said, oh, let me get this, let me put this up here. Where'd it go? There it is. Yoda. When I am gone, the last Jedi, you will be. Yeah. So. Interesting. Well, the last. Interesting. Last formally trained. I know that doesn't well, make no either. because he's spoken right according that's to that's right yeah right to the new terminology tra- trained in the wild um but yeah i guess ahsoka is is active around and active during return of the jedi um yeah pres- presumably she's training sabine around that time too like that yeah, yeah, I mean that's oh, we're gonna get there tonight too. But like sort of I, earlier from than I thought. Episode one, even in our, our our prelude episodes, and the thing for me from the marketing was, I was most interested in what was the thing that caused them to have the falling out, and oh, we yeah. get, we get it on the nose. Oh yeah, this week in that scene with yeah, it's super good. Yeah, super good. But it pretty um, much confirms what we kind of suspected 
anyway? I don't know. I think maybe that's sort of, I mean, there's, there's certain plot holes you can't write out. Um, mm -hmm. That might've been the more of the certain point of view stuff that Yoda and like, I mean, Obi-Wan blatantly lies to him. You know, a pupil of mine turned to evil and killed your father. Like it's this true. Like from a certain point of view, you're a you're a fucking liar. <laughs> I don't want to tell you I killed your dad. So I just and your name's not his, Ben either. I cut his legs off and left him to burn at the side of a lava pit. But you know, we yeah. were really good friends, and he was one heck of a pilot. Listen, he'd already <laughs> he'd already lost an arm, and I just made it a, a yeah. even set. It looked he looked off. He was yeah. People were calling him Eileen at work. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what Yoda meant there, but maybe that was like sort of last of this. I mean, it's possible. Right, right. It's possible he doesn't know about. It's possible he only knows about Ahsoka Tano. And by that time, it's possible that he's out of touch with what's going on. Um, well, we know that not uh, to not be true. Because, well, <laughs> Yoda communed with Ezra in the world between worlds. Yeah, but that's before <laughs> A New Hope. Oh, that's true. That is true. Yeah. That's before A New Hope. So and with gone, Ezra being gone, gone out of the universe, or sorry, out of the galaxy, that right. kind of does add some truth. And, and you would think that Yoda would sparingly do that because he's in I hiding. Would, yeah, <laughs> he's literally in a dark force cave because yeah, he's yeah, hiding yeah. from Palpatine. Is that Andy? I'm gonna go grab it another is. glass of water. All right. Well, then let's thing. let's get everything set up here and we'll get ready to world. get back to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> All right. So, um, just a few more seconds there, guys, as we uh, get set up here. Uh, get Andy's notes all set up and uh, give you a little sound check. You ready for that? Check check. Oh, you are checked out. All right. Let's uh, let's bring you in. What there he is. Holy <laughs> sorry, folks. That's okay, man. Uh Hank and I were just talking before you got here. Uh the big question, uh, now that the series is over, uh, we scored the, the show. Where are you at? Sc a scale of one to ten. Ten. It is a ten out of ten it for is you. It's a ten for me. You feel that it so and I, I said this to Hank. Let me say this to you. A ten out of ten is a perfect thing. You think it's a perfect thing? I believe Ooh, so. That's very high praise. Like, even Ooh. even the cliffhanger ending didn't leave me stinging too much. No. Like, I mean, yes, I want more, but I'm okay at the moment. Sure, sure. Yeah. Ahoy. Are you uh, interested? I said to Hank that I thought that, uh, that last week's question about will there be a recasting seems to be more like a who. Yes, I believe. How, where do you fall on that? Uh... In can order, you in order to keep his story going they need somebody that can deliver on the same level so hank had an interesting thought yes what about that video story game. being handled in other media where recasting mm. is not necessary like a video game or comic books or novel hmm. does that I'm does that add it. more to the the soup of like why do i have to play this game why do i have to read this book why do i have to read this comic book or is that just okay I'm also totally fine with it just being left there for my mind to play with yeah, for the next yeah, 15 yeah, yeah. years. It's such a little slice of do nothing of Star Wars. Yeah, because like yeah. they really they didn't devote much to either him or Shin in, in the final episode. I mean, yeah. I've seen everything from he becomes Snoke to Shin Hattie has just found the the Knights of Ren who were 
already active in the galaxy at this point some other place like, like people are just oh that the, the red bandits are the yeah. knights of ren knights no, of ren yeah. no no oh, that'd be kind of no. weird <laughs> it's a little really weird. weird it's very weird <laughs> oh i'm sorry i didn't open up i didn't add the slides into the tonight show i'm that's sorry cool. i just finished them so well that's okay <laughs> nice that's all right um oh yeah okay i see where we're going here yeah, this this one was brought to my attention by Hank, so I figured we should probably. Oh, it's it. absolutely worth because um, you know what, contributors, even the unsung heroes, are yeah, totally. what make this totally. thing we love. Mm, and it reminds yeah. us, doesn't it? Like bring home like with all the strike and stuff. You know, you can get well, that this is being produced by artists. Uh, yeah, and, and right, she's right. also our age too. Yeah. Which so that's that's sad. the other thing that kind of makes you go like oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like not only just artists but like somebody who is as invested as favreau and filoni like they went back oh big time oh yeah that's right you know yeah, study, firefly. Study. firefly too yeah, that's right firefly yeah. and as well as um torchwood the uh the doctor who spinoff yeah so uh thought it'd be uh fitting to kind of throw an in memory of them there for shauna triptych oh yeah super sad yeah that's too bad um we should probably talk about her a little she was a member of the uh, costume department she was yeah. uh she worked uh on starting on season two of the mandalorian as well as the book of boba fett and ahsoka mm. um she started her design great like career back in 1990 and built on you know scores of productions over the time uh but she became a regular at lucasfilm with the second season of the Mandalorian in 2019. So. And it's, uh, it's a weird thing because of the lack of bowels in her name, it always jumped. Every time I saw it in the credits, it jumped out to me. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like I, when, as soon as I read the headline, I went, Oh, I know who that is. It's like, <laughs> Oh, but yeah, she was considered a star Wars historian by her peers. Like she read every making of book she could find to better understand the techniques that they had used previously. I could relate. <laughs> and you know specifically so sought out material with discussions between that's george that, lucas and the designers that's that whole thing that, like that corporate knowledge thing where when you strike a film production you are essentially creating a bunch of little sub companies for the duration of that production yeah and then when it's over they're dissolved yeah so like yeah unless you are a part of a major effects house or a costumer like are there like costuming like companies in Hollywood that are relied upon, or do you just go to these individuals who, Oh, this person is the costume designer that worked on this movie. Therefore they would be appropriate for our there's thing. Definitely. There's definitely houses, but I think for the most part, it's contract work. Yeah. Lucas like created the mold of, um, well, he followed, he actually, I shouldn't say created the mold. He followed the mold of the old movie houses where everything was the like old MGM uh, studios, in, everything in house, MGM. House. I was going to say that. Yeah. Right. And Lucas went back to that idea, trying to make it independent, like, like ILM and Skywalker sound where all these entities within like they sold individually to the, like Pixar was the computer animation. That's right. Pixar Lucas, was a Lucasfilm right? company. Yeah. That's so, right. But uh, yeah, super sad, super talented. Uh, and I can't wait to see season two of Ahsoka with uh, just painted cardboard boxes on people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Favreau's quoted as saying her creativity brought this world to life. Uh, she will be deeply missed both as a friend and as a colleague. So, so true. Yeah. 
So uh, may the force be with you, Shauna Tripsik. As always, yes. But on to here tonight. Uh, oh my! Delayed a little while, but you know, uh, do we want to kick off with a uh, a tradition? Ooh. Let me uh, the key. We do bad Star Wars jokes. Turn the slider up, Wes. Turn it up. There you go. <laughs> uh, what does Kylo Ren serve at a dinner party? Uh, what does Kylo Ren serve at a <laughs> dinner party? Tantrum cookies. I, uh, <laughs> the, the the blood of his enemies. <laughs> How about some first hors d'oeuvres? Ah, oh, nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> I dig it. First, first hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres. Well done. So, I uh, guess we should get right to it here. Sure, let's uh, do it. This one is part eight. The Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord uh, has a listed runtime of 49 minutes with titles and credits, but it actually comes in around 42.55 without. Uh, it's directed by Rick Famuyiwa, written by Dave Filoni. Uh, originally aired October 3rd, 2023. If you happen to watch our live viewing party with us there That's last right. Tuesday. Yes, we did. But uh, the synopsis reads, the hero's race to prevent Grand Admiral Thrawn's escape. I have to say, when I saw Rick's name come up in the credits as the director, I was like, oh, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it makes yeah, a lot of sense. He's a very solid director on these shows. Yeah. Man, the second I saw the title, I knew. Exactly. Where they knew, were going. I didn't know what order it was going to happen in, but I knew what was kind of going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking on the title, it is a riff on the 1950 novel, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis. And I like, mean, the witch is the obvious part. Yeah, like you say, Hank, though, in the book, the lion remains behind in Narnia after killing the white witch. Well, <laughs> right. Yeah, remains, you know, that's what I, I, I'd seen it after you guys. And I was messaging because you guys had watched it live and I had I had some issues. But and I was like, oh, no, don't let Ezra be the lion. As soon as I saw that, I was like, no, don't let Ezra be the lion. Uh, turns out, no. no, I was thinking because at some point Aslan uh, dies. Well, that's, yeah. that, I mean, yes. Right. I'm like, right. Okay. Who's dying? <laughs> that's why I was really, yeah. I mean, that was in a future book, wasn't it? it true. Was, yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Trapped in Narnia is bad enough. Yeah. But uh, after we get our recap, we open on a shot of the Chimera and you can see there's only four small engines remain powered. There's the shot you were looking for, Hank. Yeah, that is the shot I was looking for. Two of the three main engines <laughs> Won that are argument, compromised completely. We talked about this earlier and, and this had come up where, you know, would the claiming its plot armor. would the Eye of Scion be brought into orbit to dock with the Chimera? And it, of course, it was. I mean, you look at the engines on the left and the center, and they're they're not going to fire. They're broken. Yeah, two of them are destroyed utterly. Yeah, that yeah. tells us that uh, whatever power that they are running on is not enough to achieve orbit. Yeah. So like th that raises some interesting questions. Like, the, you know, if they're running on repulsors, the repulsors run on batteries, well, generators. <laughs> fuel you need fuel for generators they what run on plot armium yeah so there's there's your plot armor question That's not right. about how many yeah. engines are running yeah. how are yeah. they running <laughs> ground up whale bones there it is there it is whale oil Built on the back of lamp shot. lamp oil oh. made from <laughs> oh my this just took That's a really dark lights twist. on <laughs> dark empire <laughs> 
Uh, Thrawn's the greatest whaler ever known. <laughs> oh, wow. That makes him an even worse bad guy. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, man. What do you think he's been eating for 10 years? Oh, no. It looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is falling well, apart. Couldn't resist. Couldn't resist. So sorry. Don't mean to go off the rails. That's all good. But at the top of the henge, troopers load the last remaining caskets into the Star Destroyer, and Morgan informs Grand Admiral Thrawn that uh, the cargo transfer is complete. Which is kind of funny because they're still loading, but they're still loading. Yeah, close yeah. enough, I guess. Uh, Thrawn responds approvingly and then instructs Enoch to bring the Eye of Scion out of high orbit so it can begin the interlocking procedure. And Enoch informs Thrawn that Comscans believe they've located the Jedi ship, and Thrawn opts to dispatch two Tie Fighters. And if they find their mark, they can engage. I saw some comments this week that sort of touched on what we were talking about—the status bar of the load-in. Um, and I've seen comments that uh, that are talking in that 8,000 plus. So maybe that wasn't a percentage sign. Maybe it was. Oh, maybe. Uh, there, there's a lot more. Like we get a shot later that there's a lot oh, more oh, than oh, there were oh, in that little and, display. And descriptive audio lady lays it down for us. Dash, as well. oh, oh, Dash, perfect. oh, okay. I didn't watch it with descriptive audio this week. Huh? Well, I wasn't writing this week. So I'm like, I'm just going to be all raw and cold okay, for this. <laughs> But Morgan postures that there's little the Jedi can do at this point to stop them. But Thrawn notes that many Imperials have underestimated what the rebellion was capable of and that he himself fell victim to the actions of a single Jedi. Never again. Wonder who you're talking about. Yeah. Ezra. Thrawn then steps to the edge of the henge and tells the great mothers that their alliance has been quite beneficial. And the great mothers agree and then cite their thanks to Morgan who heard their dreams across the stars. They tell her to step forward as they wish to reward her with the gift of shadows. So that's an interesting thought. Heard our dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is the line in this episode? Or was it in the last episode? Sabine says to Ezra. Thrawn woke them up. Maybe. Woke up the witches. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, actually it is in this one. It is, it is in this episode. Yeah, it's later on when okay. they're. Uh... So make sure we hit on that because that's a, that's a big like. <gasps> Yeah. 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 I Sorry, so. I didn't want to get ahead. I apologize. No, it's all good. Uh, they ask if she is ready to accept this gift, and after a slight pause, she agrees. Are you ready to be burnt? Yeah. <laughs> Alive. The great mother's drawing close and ask if she pledges herself to the sisterhood, to the magics, to the old ways. And this time, without hesitation, she agrees. Now, surrounding Morgan, Actorpaw asks if Morgan abandons her old life for this new one. And again, she agrees. Then repeating after Lachesis, my loyalty, my life. Clothow steps forward and Morgan closes her eyes and she lays her hands on Morgan's face and the great mother's thumbs cover her eyes. Her face begins to smoke as Thrawn watches on. Clothow releases her and we see a magical green fire still burning Morgan's eyes and face. This is a cool moment too. Uh, This is a straight up lifting. It's word for word, the same speech that mother Talzin used when she uh, basically anointed uh, Asajj Ventress back mm-hmm. into the sisterhood, hmm. the sisterhood of the traveling robes. <laughs> sure. As the green flames extinguish, we see Morgan's face now bears similar markings to the great mother and her eyes are the same obsidian black as the others. Clothow steps back and the three great mothers raise their right hands and a pillar of light flickers into existence. Smoke and flames erupt in a column as Morgan watches on. As the flames and smoke subside and turn gold in color, they form a sword as it appears in the middle. In unison, the Great Mother's call to the Blade of Talzin, 
and they nod and implore Morgan to take it, calling her sister, which she does. As she holds the blade upright, green flames of magical icor cover the blade, and Morgan bows before the great mothers. Oh, wicked. This is a very cool moment, and it raises a question. Is it the same blade? I do not believe so. Really? I do not believe so. Based on this next slide here. I just, I wonder if it's like, because we talked about it in our group chat. Hank, you said like they summoned it from across the galaxy. And I'm like, is it maybe more of a conjuring than a summoning? Yeah. Or like it's a straight up a really good point weapon? too. They, they summoned it out of the force. The force yeah. doesn't care where you are. You could be 35 galaxies away. Well, we definitely know that to be true for some right other now, reasons. Yeah. Right. And maybe what they summon is specific to the user. Because I, perhaps the blade is a physical thing they summon, but the 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 hilt, right? Like a D and D spell. Like this is Milf's magic. Uh, yeah, 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 or whatever. Yeah, because uh, the blade of Talzin it first appeared in the ninth episode of the sixth season of the Clone Wars animated series, right? Uh, where Mother Talzin summoned it to duel with Jedi Master Mace Windu. Good but man. the design here in Ahsoka, it varies slightly. Oh, it is different, with, isn't uh, it? What the descriptive audio calls a bone hilt. Ah, the Scrimshaw. Animated, yeah, whereas the animated series had a hilt that resembled the face of Belmoral, uh, the demon worshipped by the Frangal cult. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Well, the show has definitely told us that they're not beholden to what's come before because yeah. that whole Rebels epilogue was slightly off. I, I'm at the point now, and I we've talked about this many times. I don't think we're going to get that again with her in a white robe and a big staff. Cocoon. I don't think no. that's no. coming. No. So is I think this the staff another... might be coming, but that scene might not be coming. I right. think the, we lost a lightsaber. We're probably going to replace it with something. Yeah. That 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 hilt looks a lot like a lightsaber hilt. A little bit, yeah. You know, um, yeah. Man, it's I like. <laughs> It's nice, like it. but it's definitely it's also it's also a curved hit. sword, like uh, whereas the uh, the other yeah. curved blade seems to be straight, scimitar like. Mm. Yeah, but it has so the same cool. green flame glow. But, it definitely has all that. I mean, it has the same implications. So maybe I mean, it's you're like, gonna go toe to toe with a lightsaber. This is it. Like you said, like using the D and D analogy, like Mouth's acid arrow, or like it that Talzin, Talzin as a named person right. created that spell. And we are just invoking that spell. Yeah. Right. So the blade appear or the hilt appears. However, it has mm -hmm. to. One thing's for sure. Ahsoka's awesome. got it now. <laughs> that's true. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> oh, can you imagine if that's it? I'm just going to keep it forever now. That's my Ooh. replacement blade. It's the new dark saber. Until she gives it to Marin. <laughs> Sorry, I can't let it go. They're going to show up. Those characters are going to show up in live action. I don't care. I saw the sorry coming off the rails again. I saw the actress who who, who plays Marin, right? Voice and her her image is very very. It's is it's they they're modeled no cap yeah yeah. Um, she did a like a birthday greeting for a lady on you know that uh, that service oh, like you can, cameo cameo. Oh, cool! In full makeup. No oh, way. Yeah. And the I mean I don't know if she wrote her own dialogue, bro, but the way she was speaking, oh. Man, it was amazing. Sorry, but yeah, I, what a great character. She is Russian, so that accent is real. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, as we're going off the rails again. That's what we do here. <laughs> yep. Uh, from the hangar behind Thrawn, though, uh, two TIE fighters detach and fly outward to begin their raid. And we pause on Thrawn a moment 
before we cut to black and get our title cards. That's it is that's still the scene the is right out of Rebels. Of the two, of... the two TIE fighters drop out from behind him and fly off. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right out of Rebels. We shift locations to the plains of Paradia, where we find uh, Ahsoka's T6 hovering over the traveling group of Noti. And a Noti mother looks up at the craft as they journey along. Inside the ship in Hugh Yang's workshop, Ezra solders a component for a lightsaber, causing some sparks. Hu Yang hands Ezra a component, but Ezra tells him it won't work. And Hu Yang scoffs at him with a, uh, not going to work? What are you talking about? And Ezra tells him the blade emitter is too narrow. But the droid lets that. loose with a proper, like a senior moment, telling Ezra, look here, I've been teaching younglings how to construct lightsabers longer than you've been alive. The, the emitter's too narrow. The super thin blades from Rebels. I, I kind of wonder that as well. I love that reference. Like, nope, I want a, I want a live action blade, essentially. <laughs> Amazing. Ezra tells him, that's great, but he doesn't have time for lessons right now and begins to rifle through some drawers looking for a component, telling the droid that Ahsoka wants them to go after Thrawn as soon as they're ready. Huyang responds that this isn't something you can rush through haphazardly. And as something falls on the floor, a frustrated Huyang yells out, stop that, everything in here is organized. But Ezra counters, yeah, disorganized. And uh, the droid continues that he has a system. But Ezra tells him he has a system as well. But Huyang corrects him, you, sir, have a method, not a system or anything <laughs> resembling a process. Yeah, so good. Just then, Sabine enters the door unnoticed, and Huyang asks, who taught Ezra to build a lightsaber anyway? And it's Sabine that answers, Kane and Jarrus. I like this scene in that you you almost are like, oh yeah, they've never met each other until now. Yeah. This is their first time sort of interacting ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, Ezra is completely unaware of, you know, his, his uh, credentials. Yeah. It's my favorite moment of the whole series, actually. Oh, right here. Coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this whole scene, but specifically what's coming up. Ah, well, I, I can agree with that. What a, yeah. what a nice way my to favorite get yeah, that was, in there. Yeah. Hard to pick one, but I went, as soon as I saw it, I went, oh man. Ezra confirms this, telling Huyang that Kanan was his master and he taught him everything he knows. Huyang then tells Ezra that it was the droid who taught Kanan how to build a lightsaber. And this catches Ezra off guard, but everything now makes sense to Huyang. Ezra questions how he could have known Kanan, but Huyang tells him that he taught almost every youngling at the temple, including Kanan, all while using his multiple limbs to sort through various drawers and parts. Huyang goes on to tell them about young Kanan, citing that he was a clever boy, very curious and a little shy, but who could blame him as those days were troubling times. Ezra asks just how old Hu Yang is, but instead of a number, he tells Ezra that he's old enough to know that the relationship between a master and an apprentice is as challenging as it is meaningful. Sabine's thoughts shift as uh, she watches from the doorway as Hu Yang hands a blade emitter to Ezra, who joyfully states, that's it. Hu Yang tells him that he had two of these, Kanan took the first one, and he held on to the second in case Kanan ever needed it. But it's proper that Ezra should have it now. And Ezra gives Huyang a very sincere thank you and moves to install the last component. What a great way to essentially recreate Kanan Jarrus's lightsaber. Oh, it's, amazing. How do you have Kanan Jarrus in a show without having Kanan Jarrus? Yeah, oh, yeah. A great way to do it. Well, I mean, how do you any you know uh i don't know what i'm trying to say luke should become obi-wan like that's that's the, the way of masters even yoda 
you know, one of the better parts of the sequel trilogy is the uh, the failing of a master is eventually our pupils outgrow us. And this mm. is that. This yeah. is like so perfect poetry. Love it. The droid then looks to Sabine in the doorway, but she hangs her head. And with the last piece installed, Ezra examines his new weapon, uh, then ignites the blade, which glows blue. Who, Who sat there, looked at the TV screen when he was putting it together and asked out loud, what color is it going to be? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Blue or green, blue or green, blue or green, and it's blue! <laughs> Hu Yang congratulates Ezra, telling him, well done. Looks like you were a good student. And while perhaps not intending to, he inadvertently makes a jab at Sabine. Ezra begins to ask if Ahsoka ever taught Sabine, but as he turns, she's gone. And he lowers and deactivates his blade. Anybody catch any of the uh, backlash over uh, Hu Yang had a bunch of crystals just laying around? So that was my second question you? after what color is it going to be? Where'd as soon as it was blue, from? I said, where'd the crystal come from? So sure, Hu Yang definitely could have had a few. Uh, if he's got an entire room dedicated to building lightsabers, I guarantee right. you one of those drawers has kyber crystals. There's, there's a small problem with that. And the only the only small problem, and it's very petty really, is that, that a Jedi's connection to his kyber crystal for his specific saber is a special relationship. And so it would probably take him time to connect with the blade if he ever really truly connected with the blade. But a more interesting idea is that there's no canon explanation of what happened to his old kyber crystal. He just was starts using a green not, blade. Was that not the, destroyed? The lightsaber was destroyed. Yeah. But yeah. the kyber crystal might have just been pocketed. You know, I, I, I think there is an easier way, and I don't and I don't discredit that because I think that's a, absolutely a, a a, a perfect re, a rationale behind it but the idea that a jedi's kyber crystal it's a deeply personal thing we know that the, the younglings at the temple are using real lightsabers and you can't tell me that five-year-olds made their own lightsaber so they have to have a stash of them somewhere sure and sure those ones maybe those training lockers full of bladed weapons maybe they poached one that was just laying around and i mean i guess you would you could connect to it over time. Like Ahsoka clearly is connected to her blades who once belonged to an inquisitor. Yeah, that's right. So, right. So um, yeah. it's a small thing, but it was the second question that popped into my head. Where'd the kyber crystal come from? Come from? Box <laughs> took it off of uh, Balan school's belt. Oh wait, that's a green one. But Ezra asks what happened between Sabine and Ahsoka and who Yang informs him that uh, Ahsoka here it comes. Here it comes. She became afraid that Sabine was training to become a Jedi for the wrong reasons after what happened on Mandalore and being stuck on Paradia. Ezra didn't know about the Night of a Thousand Tears, but Hu Yang fills him in on how the Empire purged the surface of the planet, killing hundreds of thousands, including Sabine's family. He continues that at the time, Ahsoka felt if Sabine unlocked her potential, she would grow dangerous. Can you understand, like, why sabine might be a little resentful of ahsoka at the beginning of the show well this is the same setup for luke and ben solo but the difference is that she had already begun training her at that point and then went no 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 we're not going to do that anymore Fair enough. yeah do you know what i mean like she'd already accepted her as her padawan learner and then went no but on second thought maybe this is a bad idea but i'd be also... like what the hell <laughs> but also when she began to trust her again and it was basically she was she wasn't trusting herself like the, she didn't okay. think she was yeah she didn't think she was qualified to be able to 
she literally says to Hugh Yang, I didn't have enough time to teach her how to make the right choices for herself. Mm, and that's yeah. the crux of her problem. Even back then, that's the crux. Because, yeah. but look what she, look, sure, the force made her, that was the only choice she could take, and it's the force's will, etc. But Ahsoka's probably not wrong, which is the scary part. Like, we we know uh, Sabine to be an angry young lady at, at Brash. That Brash is brash, <laughs> and so it's an easy thought uh, that a, a fully trained uh, Jedi Knight with a vendetta against the Empire uh, could easily yep. twi get twisted, go off the rails, just like us. Go off the rails, Vader. So she's not drawing from like zero experience. So no, no, of course she's not. Like, no, oh, absolutely, she's not. No, no. Yeah. I mean, trying to, and you have to think that on some level she's, you know, remembering the temple on Malachor going, uh, I don't know if I can do this again with the role reversal where my student's coming at me now. Mm -hmm. you know, and then just like a child whose parents leave, you start to blame yourself, which is where we meet a so uh, oh, yeah. Sabine at the beginning of this could be yeah. being like, you know, all inside herself and thinking that's, it's something I did. Yeah. Which that plays into that whole live or die thing. You've got to want to live and not live in the sense that I'm going to, you know, you can die, but like, right. Truly live yeah, your life. Not live. Just exist. Let go. Luke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, so good. But before we go too far, let's uh, compare lightsabers here. Oh, there oh, it is, man. Oh, oh it's so Kanan's cool. On the top and Ezra's on the bottom. That's cool. It's got some elements of his uh, green saber that he's given to Sabine with the mm -hmm. uh, the the uh, stacked rubber uh, on the hilt there. Mm -hmm. I do like that. Kanan's nice was a two piece, right? Because he uh, Kanan's was a three piece. Was it a three piece? Yeah, because he kept it apart Basically on his stashed on belt. His belt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The uh, power cell at the back. Yeah, yeah. He had uh, blade length settings as well in his. Yeah. Yeah, can't wait for a force effects version. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at the prototype right now. Sell it yep. to me now. <laughs> it'll be a Disney Parks exclusive. It'll, it'll be six hundred bucks. Yeah. Hmm. Outside the ship, Stabine steps onto the wing and folds her arms. Above her, a cross-legged Ahsoka sits and calls down, saying, "Sabine must be pleased." But she turns and tells Ahsoka she's more relieved than anything. Ahsoka tells Sabine that her gamble paid off. Sabine surmises that Ahsoka knows what she did. Ahsoka confirms, then slides down off the top of the ship as Sabine turns away. The two stand slightly silent for a moment before Sabine notes that uh, she thought she'd never see Ezra again. And Ahsoka agrees, citing that she might not have, should she have chosen differently. Sabine pauses a moment, then apologizes, and Ahsoka responds with a kind look, and I know. Sabine questions that uh, Ahsoka isn't mad, but she tells her that over the years, she's made her own share of difficult choices. Often no one understood her reasons except Anakin. She goes on to tell Sabine that he would always stand by her even when no one else would. And that's why no matter what happens next, Ahsoka is going to be there for Sabine. So Sabine good because she lets her off the hook where Anakin had to die and then, and then 10 years had to pass before they had an experience on the astral plane to get let off the hook. Yeah. So, yeah, like she, not only did she learn the lesson, she turns it over right away. Yeah. yeah. Sabine gives a smile, and then Ahsoka asks if she's kept up with her training. 
She begins to answer with an I try, but switches to I do. And Sabine tells Ahsoka that she's gained better control over her lightsaber, but Ahsoka leans in and offers a secret that being a Jedi isn't about wielding a lightsaber. Sabine jokes that in their situation, it does help. But it's true. Ahsoka tells her to train her mind and her body and trust in the force. Just then the hatch opens and a smiling Ezra comes out on the wing with his new saber imploring them to go. But his smile fades at the sight of two incoming TIE fighters. The TIEs open fire, striking the T6 below, or striking the T6. Below, the no T mother takes notice that the ship has begun to wobble, and Asalka calls for Ezra, and the two leap to the ground below, while Sabine rushes inside and joins Hu Yang in the cockpit. The droid informs her that they've lost the stabilizers thanks to the hit, and the engines spark and falter as the ship begins to fall. Ahsoka and Ezra use the force to keep it from crushing the Noti tribe on the ground. I quite like that, actually. Like, they were catching it. Yeah. Mm. Like, and they look like they're, like, like they're yeah. struggling with that. Yeah. Can we back up one? Yeah. I know I, I harp on this stuff because it's my thing. Mm. But, like, I, I want to talk about the TIE pilot for a second because that, as soon as I saw it, I had to go back and watch it again. Um, The red embellishments on that TIE pilot's helmet. Now, was that a Thrawn thing from way back? I don't know. I don't, I don't think, think it was. I, I would think it would be more in line with the current night troopers so, with the red bands. Right. And I want and I, I want to touch on that because it's different because this is a paint embellishment, not a yeah, fabric, not a ribbon or anything. Yeah. Who else has that red embellishment painted on their helmets? So there's uh, an Imperial pilot early on with one uh, red stripe down their mask. And I don't know if it's one of uh, oh oh uh, Baron Vaughn so and so is it the guy that's the one of the racers in Resistance has that oh he might even have um, that too but it's a Baron he, he in in Rebels he's running a stupid bar right at, right on Lethal I wish we had I should have uh, I should have uh, asked for one um, I wish I had a split screen of this but this is very much in line with what the First Order Tie pilots yeah with the, the exact <laughs> sure same. And I can't help but wonder, and I'm, I'm putting this out there now, and I'm, again, <laughs> wild theories, but hey, that's what we're about. Uh, the Night Sisters are going to play a much more critical role in the formation of the First Order, and I think this is an early indicator of, uh, of what's to come. I, I'm going to put a new spin on that sure. in a couple slides. Oh, there it is, yeah. yeah. The First Order TIE pilot right there with the, the twin red, yeah. Yeah. Sabine calls, uh, where is it here? Oh, wait, no, I skipped one. Uh, no, we're there. Okay. Uh, Ezra calls for the Noti yep. to get clear of the ship, but the ties swing around and strafe them again. Meanwhile, inside, Sabine jumps from the pilot seat and rushes to hotwire a panel, and Hu Yang tells her that'll only get her a short burst of power doing this, but she assures the droid that's more than she'll need. Samine calls to wait for her signal as the two TIE fighters begin their third approach, and below, Ezra and Ahsoka strain to keep the ship afloat. Sabine cries now, and the ship rockets forward directly at the incoming TIEs. Too late for them to turn, the T-6 shears the solar array ring from each of the fighters, causing them to crash and explode in the uh, ground below the Noti tribe. One Noti throws up a claw and cheer, but uh, the T-6 engines audibly short out, and it dives below the hillside. Ezra and Ahsoka rush forward, and once they crest the hill, they see the ship partly buried in the landscape, but otherwise intact. 
once again, another visual reminding us that the TIE fighter is the cheapest made starfighter in existence. (laughs) (laughs) Sabine exits the down ship and begins walking up the hill while Hu Yang surveys the damage. And when she gets to Ahsoka and Ezra, she simply states, got him, before walking across (laughs) the to check on the tribe. We see a couple pods have taken a hit, but for the most part, they're safe. It's the gravity of, you know, I get it. It, Like, it's as much as we laugh at that, like, she's, I think the humor is intentional there because the reality is we just fucked our (laughs) our way home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ezra tells and she them, knows it. You don't need. You don't need to tell. What I mean? That's what she's saying there. You don't need to say yeah, anything. Got it. Yeah. Did it. Did we? Ezra wanted. goes ahead and states it anyway. He tells them that he hates to state the obvious, but this will slow them down. But Ahsoka counters only if they let it, and she walks down to the valley below, uh, with a curious look on their face. Both follow Ahsoka. Uh, we transition now to Enoch entering the rotunda to inform Grand Admiral Thrawn that the ties had made contact and engaged. Thrawn asks for results, and Enoch tells them that they had reported a successful strike on the Jedi ship before they lost contact with the flight crew. Thrawn calls it an acceptable loss, and to count those TIE fighters as lost. He also tells Enoch to mark those pilots for a citation. Crazy. And this is where I think might might flip your theory. In what sense? In when he gets back and establishes the First Order. Perhaps the new First Order design is like an in-memory of oh, these two TIE fighters who sacrificed themselves to get interesting off planet. I mean, the whole Brendel Hux thing is not lost on me that, you know, uh, Hux's father is on the shadow council. I mean, that's obviously a link. And there's a, there's a character that we haven't seen in throughout any of this. Who's a oh, major uh, player. Uh, uh, Grand Admiral, Admiral Ray Sloan Sloan. Yeah. Who's a major player in the comics and all of the Canon novels around the Thrawn era stuff a major player on the shadow council. And if everything plays out like it should, she's going to execute everybody on that council and assume control of the empire. Interesting. Uh, So Andy, you're suggesting that going back to my original question, that that was a specialty unit within Thrawn's, like his tie pilots had that. Yeah. And as possibly like part of this citation, once he gets back in the memoriam thing, all future tie pilots would bear that marking mm. okay or something similar that's All cool right. cool right. thought anyway uh he calls to see the last location of the ship and notes that the rebels options are now severely limited and knowing this he orders a ground assault to be prepared immediately and with his plans established thrawn marches out of the room enoch can step behind him we shift back to the planes to find ahsoka mounted on a howler with ezra and sabine on a second one and they pass the down T6 where some of the Noti and Huyang work on the ship. Huyang looks up and quietly says, may the force be with you. We cut back to the Henge where Morgan Elsbeth addresses a squadron of night troopers as Thrawn and Enoch approach. Everybody noticed that she's got the uh, the hollow voice mm-hmm. thing over top. Yeah, a little bit. Just a yeah. little bit. Although she didn't get all pale. She leveled no. up. She's a she's definitely she paler up. than she, she was. Level up. <laughs> she leveled up. She leveled up. <laughs> She tells them the blessings of the great mothers will protect them in battle, then asserts they go now and let no one pass. And with that, the troopers march off. Thrawn asks if these are the volunteers and if they've been made aware. And Morgan confirms with a yes, they were. And all were honored to make the sacrifice for Thrawn. But he counters that the sacrifice is for the Empire and the security of the galaxy. I thought that was super interesting. 
Yeah. Very uh, morbidly. Well, only because but, we know what's happening, but, but still like 15 years, how long, 10 years, sorry, 10 years in exile. And, yeah. and he, and, and now he knows the emperor's dead and Darth Vader's dead and the empire has fallen and they lost the battle of Endor. And none of this has been about him. Interesting. Yeah. All, the, the, all, all these machinations, all the, the survival, the, the troops loyal to him, the, the, um, well, that, that's the counterpoint, it's though. Like, all about the Empire. That's crazy, especially in light of knowing that he's a spy. I don't necessarily know if I, in the case of the this group of volunteers, I don't necessarily think that they think at that level. I think no. this is the cult of Thrawn yes. right. showing us how loyal they are to him specifically. And sure whatever but he wants. I agree, but the whole time he's... The, the the yeah what am i trying to say the the personality in charge of the cult of throne mm -hmm. is just a cog in the machine of the cult of palpatine still that's true that's true it's crazy actually yeah but morgan bows her head and uh, with that thrawn leaves with enoch in tow outside the fortress ahsoka ezra and sabine have arrived at the ridgeline and they can see the eye of scion beginning its docking procedures with the chimera and Sabine notes that they're just in time as Ahsoka radios Hu Yang for an update. He replies that he's doing his best, but he's not promising anything. But hopeful, Ahsoka reminds him that he's kept the ship in the air longer than she's been alive. So that goes back to that one. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, talking about the shuttle, the origins not, of the shuttle. It's not Anakin's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's Hu Yang's. Yeah. But cutting back to the cockpit, one of the no-T crosses two wires and receives a shock for his troubles. And seeing this, Hu Yang hangs his head and tells Ahsoka not to wait for him. I love these that guys. Poor little Doty. I love like, these little guys. <laughs> I was half-assed expecting one to come like trundling out of the shuttle at the end yeah. of the episode. Like, are when, we going to get these guys into the regular universe? When they're up close like that, those are fully puppets. Those are like oh yeah, fully animated. Yeah, puppets. yeah, yeah. They look Beautiful. great. So well performed and that old yeah. school uh, tech. Love it. Oh, we got our comment coming in from TJC. TJC, morning, gentlemen. Hope you're all are well. Yeah, everything's great, man. Yeah, so far. We're so just uh, breaking down the final episode of uh, the Ahsoka show that uh, just ran for the last eight weeks over, I guess, uh, eight, seven. Best yeah, episode seven. ever. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you are well. Uh, you are well also, sir. Ahsoka asks Ezra what they're up against here, and he tells her that Thrawn found this place. Uh he woke the witches and rebuilt the Star Destroyer, and he notes it wasn't safe to come here alone. But Ahsoka notes he's not alone now and suggests they try the front door. And with that, <laughs> the trio raced down the hill towards the base. That's so like straight up. There, there. So there it is. He uh, woke the witches that, up. That line waking them up. Now, I had said, funny, the rest of the internet has since gotten on board with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, nobody was talking about it when I said it. Yeah. And I, I, I stand by that. I had said what when we first saw them. I'm like, here's another theory for you. Suspended animation pods. He woke the witches up. Which mm -hmm. would just be like, you know, hit the button, which ties right into you heard our dreams. They were literally sleeping in the pods. Yep. They are saving the exit. Leaving Peridia is to save the species from whatever it is. Right. Right. For sure it is. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. So we don't really get any more Night Sister stuff. Night Sister in, eating in, owls? In the... 
We don't get any Night Sister action visually anyway. Well, we get a couple more like really subtle nods in, in a little I, bit. I was more referring to by the time we get to the sequel films. Yes. They're not yeah. even a footnote. True. Not even a footnote. No. And and I think some of the subtle stuff come up here may suggest why. Cool. But meanwhile, inside the Rotunda, Thrawn studies the hologram of the Eye of Sion as it docks with the Chimera. And Enoch notes that there's two incoming targets. And Thrawn says, good. Rain hellfire on them. There will be no negotiating with the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker. And we get a close-up of that hologram display, and we see a path of potential targets the Rebels are currently speeding towards. Those are impact zones. Yeah, he's <laughs> laying it out, and they're riding right into it. I want this game so bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Frogger, but, you know, a hundred times worse. <laughs> as the three riders approach the structure, they pass under the lowest engine of the Eye of Sion, and as they clear it, they look up, and the Chimera begins to open fire on them. They ride swiftly, dodging incoming fire and explosions. And Ezra calls, or Ahsoka calls to Ezra to open the gate with the force and then asks Sabine to help out. So she outstretches her hand as well. And Ahsoka does as well. And all three focus on the gate as they ride forward. Can I talk about some ship nerdy stuff? Yes. By all so means. this, this actually, I really like this because if you are a fan of Star Wars video games going way back, like, I can't be the only one who looks at that and goes ambiguous blaster bolts coming out of the hull of the ship, seemingly from nowhere. <laughs> and you're going to see it a bunch of times. I'm sure that there's like, there's probably some gun there that's so small. We can't see it, but it just yeah. harkens back to playing like X wing and those oh, yeah. other early flight sim star Wars sure. games where it's like yeah. the blaster bolts just come out of the hull from nowhere. Yeah. There's a series of turrets. There's like lines of turrets, <laughs> here. like squadrons. You yeah. have to. Yeah. Do. Yeah. 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 You got to get in close to see them, but they're there, they are there. So they they could be from turrets. I'm sure they are. I just love the fact that it's so fast and it's so <laughs> ambiguous. It's like Spider Man swinging above the city. <laughs> That's right. Where's that thing going to? He's <laughs> <laughs> like suddenly like Wonder Woman. He can rope the clouds. Yep. Thrawn watches the action from his holographic display with a crooked smile on his face, and the three rebels focus on the large stone gates, and they begin to slide open. More turbo laser bolts rain down on them, but they manage to get through the gates before it slides shut. And with what can only be a disappointed look on his face, Thrawn tells Morgan to dispatch the night troopers while he will inform the great mothers that it is time. Well, snarly poo there. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, uh, not exactly happy about the, this turn of events. Yeah. And like, you know, just a very subtle. Mm. But, yeah. But, yeah, enough, yeah. but it's noticeable. Below, groups of night troopers converge down three staircases as Ahsoka blocks their incoming fire with her lightsabers. Ezra and Sabine block as well, but Sabine catches a blast uh, in her Beskar helmet, and Ahsoka tells them to fall back and draw the troopers out. Sabine takes another hit on her chest armor, and Ahsoka tells her to switch to her blasters. And with that, Sabine starts dropping night troopers while Ezra and Ahsoka continue to deflect. It was a good move. It was, I mean, it was a good move on her part to see that and go you're more effective this, here. yeah exactly exactly mm -hmm. yeah and it does well because this opening allows ezra and ahsoka to advance cutting down night troopers all three on the offensive now ezra cuts down troopers while force throwing others and ahsoka slices her way forward while sabine continues to fire from behind them ezra throws the last troopers with the force towards ahsoka who cuts them both down as they fly past i did enjoy that that yeah. shot mm. that the way that that happened that looked so cool yeah oh yeah 
they deactivate their lightsabers, but all is not well. And above on the henge, Thrawn watches as the great mothers chant in a circle. Below, a faint green mist begins to circle and enter the bodies of the fallen troopers. Here we go. They twitch and convulse, and their eyes glow green as they begin to rise again. Ahsoka asks Ezra if he's ever seen this before, but he says this is new to him. (laughs) And Sabine sarcastically says, lucky us. (laughs) Above, the great mother's eyes glow green with fire, and the troopers lumber forward, unfazed by the occasional direct hit. We shift to above, and the great mother's chants, they're increasing. Back below, the trio begin a defensive retreat up one of the stairwells as the troopers continue to advance. But each trooper that falls gets right back up again, one of them letting out a just a horrific growl. Yeah, they, they really captured the horror elements in this, I thought, really well. And I say that as somebody who can't watch a horror movie for the life of me because I'll have nightmares until, mm. like, you know, for years. Yeah, <laughs> lighting here, it changes considerably. It does, yeah. Everything is covered in more shadow with the occasional blaster bolt or lightsaber providing the only light. It happens a couple of times, though, like where you say they, they keep getting up. And I, I, there was one point where I watched a guy who had lost his blaster got up and just kept shambling. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, I would be freaked out. Oh, yeah. Real good. As they retreat upwards, Ezra doesn't notice a trooper coming out of a side tunnel, and he grabs Ezra, who calls for Sabine. She shoots two more troopers emerging from the tunnel before taking aim at the trooper holding Ezra. I was yelling at my TV, don't let him touch you, don't let him touch you. (laughs) Gonna bite him. (laughs) Unable to get the shot, she draws her lightsaber and runs it through the trooper, and then uh, she deflects some incoming shots for more troopers emerging from the dark. And I don't think these ones coming out of the side tunnel are dead reanimated hard to say because he closes the door so quickly true but what happens here in a couple minutes will kind of shed light i guess okay sure i wonder if it like do the rules apply to regular zombies like you gotta gotta cut their heads off star watching this with my wife and she's like you gotta go for the head you gotta right. go for the head. Strictly yeah. headshots. That might be wrong. You know, when it happens in the real world, we're all going for the head, and maybe it's you gotta shoot their big toe off. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, that Star Trek where Kirk kicks the guy in the, the groin, and it's like <laughs> not every species has their groin and their in the knees. In the <laughs> knees. <laughs> right. Good thing that guy had knees. Yeah. Not every species keeps Star their Wars genitals in the same. Work? <laughs> the upper flurman. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're thinking of the lower flurman. But uh, Ahsoka calls for the doors to be sealed and Sabine slashes the control panel, sealing both doors. And with a moment of reprieve, Ezra notes that Sabine has some nice moves. Ahsoka says she's been training and Sabine chimes in. What's your excuse? Uh, Ezra simply says, I missed you. Yeah, well, it's so classic Rebels, though. Yeah, And I I was a nice delivery is like, like 15 out of 10 in this episode, Sabine. It's a great moment of levity, given how serious how the situation is. is right now. But yeah. it, again, it is so much just like they were in the show. Like the the troops are circling us. We are pinned down. But hey, still got time for a joke. Yeah. Above, a mechanical whirring begins to fill the air. So the trio rush onward. Love the audio in this. Uh, the whooshing of the doors. Very classic Star Wars. The sound of the when they snap, they would smack down the, and then the, the breaching charges just mm-hmm. like on the dantive. Yeah. 
outside the eye of Scion locks onto both sides of the chimera as uh, closing large clamps into position with additional latches that shoot out between those clamps and lock into ports on the ship. I quite like that. I mean, I, I mean, we've all seen the Star Destroyer before and that that central it's valley only, that yeah. runs down that's like that sandwiches the two halves of the clamshell together yeah it's so cool like we'll just plug into that yeah i quite secure it like quite that. nicely morgan approaches thrawn and informs him that they are ready to depart and he relays that the jedi are advancing swiftly enough so that they may make it aboard the ship and he notes that they need a little more time morgan blinks before stealing a resolve and says i understand thrawn then states for the empire and Morgan bows her head again. There's a there's a there's another line here though, because he's basically telling he's not telling her in so many words, "You're the sacrificial lamb," and then he does that. He lays that on her for the empire. And as he walks away, she's like, she gets her line here in the next. Oh, one. She, okay, yeah. Thrawn turns to enter the hangar. Enoch behind him, followed by the great mothers, and Morgan bows as they pass. Morgan looks to the two Dreth troopers left behind with her, and she whispers for Dathomir. Yeah, really. And turns exactly. to ready herself. Is that another nod to we're going to, like, repopulate the species? I think so. I mean, in Legends, at one point, like, retrospectively, I mean, because they were we were introduced to them in the future of Star yep. Wars, like, but yep. they were a, they were part of the uh, the original Jedi. The, they were one right, of the, right, right. one of the planets that was landed on by the the, uh, the progeners. I can't remember the name right now. Uh, the early, uh, yeah, them, the ancient ones, the cra- the crazy uh, pyramid ships. Uh, one of yeah. one of them was at Dathomir. The fifth element. <laughs> yeah, those guys. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Fair enough, but. Uh... Below, the three rebels hear something from the level below, and they turn to see the door blown open and night troopers streaming forward. Ezra slashes the closest panel, sealing the doors again, and they make their way upwards into the rotunda where Morgan Elsbeth stands waiting. She draws the blade of Talzin, and it glows green with fire. My only thought here is when the troopers come streaming through, yeah, they start moving at a non-zombie pace again. So I... Yes, and but they're utilizing explosives. There's a guy that falls, and he he does get up and keeps going. And I'm like, oh, okay, so it falls into that. And we kind of touched on this before mm-hmm. that maybe you retain your skills in life when you were animated as a Star Wars Night Sisters zombie. Maybe, but I, mean, I think the, the when they were animating the, the living, those I mean, in Rebels when they animated when they possessed Kane and Jarrus and Sabine Wren. Yeah. Yeah. They both had their skill sets. Yeah, they didn't shamble around. Uh, no, like Kanan was uh, like daft with the lightsaber. Sabine had her weapons. Like, well, that know, kind so. of explains the whole Merrick thing. Uh, mm. Right, right. Yeah, but uh, Ahsoka tells Sabine and Ezra to continue on while she handles this, mm. and Sabine refuses, saying they should stay together. But Ahsoka insists, as they must stop Thrawn. Hesitantly, Ezra and Sabine circle the witch, but Morgan makes no move and focus squarely on uh, Ahsoka. I just love the the D and D analogy there. Like, don't split the party, and they're right. like, we should stay together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
and the most skilled person there. No, no, we should split up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm making light of it, but it is kind of funny. Well, maybe she had a vision and knows what comes next. Maybe. But uh, as the two uh, make their way up the stairwell, Morgan and Ahsoka face off. And it's Ahsoka who strikes first. But it would seem that at this point, they're evenly matched, each trading a few strikes before backing the other one up with strikes of their own. Sabine and Ezra reach the henge, and the two death troopers step out from behind their pillars, opening fire on them. The two heroes dive for cover as the troopers continue to fire. Sabine switches her blaster and tags uh, one of the troopers in the chest, but it barely phases him. Yep. Ezra manages to land a blow, running the trooper through with his saber, but the trooper just punches him, causing Ezra to drop his saber. I said this. I don't remember stormtroopers being so punchy. Mm-hmm. But another punch from uh, the trooper sends Ezra back and onto the ground. Hmm. Sabine manages to tag the second trooper, causing him to reel. But as she makes her move to from behind the pillar, she's met with a clothesline driving her into the ground. On board the Eye of Sion, Grand Admiral Thrawn enters the bridge with the Great Mothers following behind, and the door closes behind them. The navigation droid tells Thrawn that their course is locked in, and Thrawn's, or Thrawn tells the droid to take them out. The engines of the eye burst to life in a glow of blue energy. And again, we get to see that the Chimera's engines, they're still not running. Still not running. Below, still locked in her duel, Ahsoka hears the engines spring to life, and they pause only a moment before Morgan, yeah, Morgan begins to strike again. Morgan. I like that. We could we could have a Star <laughs> Wars villain, Morgan. Morgan. Sounds like some guy who lives on a you know alone on a planet by themselves. Maybe he's the brother of Balin. Mogan the Bogan. Mm-hmm. Mogan the Bogan. <laughs> Above on the hench, Sabine back to her feet continues to fire at her opponent, striking the trooper square in the face. She shoots again, this time blasting away the lower portion of the trooper's helmet, revealing a decaying flesh underneath. Okay, that guy's been dead for a while. Yeah. So there's a thing here. Well, um, are we covering the origins of that? Yeah, I got you, that in a couple slides. Okay, good. All right, good. Yeah, because I've got some thoughts on there. Yeah. But here, the trooper continues to advance, knocking loose her lightsaber, then her blasters, and tearing her helmet off before pinning her up against one of the pillars. Across the henge, the other trooper throws Ezra, who lands hard, but springs back up. He manages to land a kick, but the trooper dodges his punch and lands one of his own. So uh, with that revelation there from the helmet... Uh, Project Blackwing, which mm-hmm. was uh, responsible for the creation of undead troopers, also known as death troopers. Uh, it is completely possible that these are, in fact, troopers infected with that Blackwing virus. Yeah. So, I mean, these are two things that we're saying they're independent of each other. The the Night Sister Night Troopers, who are who are reanimated, reanimated versus right. these guys, which may actually have been reanimated biologically. Yes. So the first yeah, appearance of these, flesh. Yeah. Yeah. First appearance of these guys was in the Star Wars Commander game. We yep. talked about that earlier. But when did this research take place? Uh, the Blackwing virus originated yeah. in the 2009 Star Wars Legends novel Death Troopers, written by Joe Schreiber. But uh, they say that uh, Project Blackwing was in progress, like 13 BBY. Interesting. So. It was out there. Well, in advance of when Thrawn was exiled. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, was it one of the projects in Rogue One where she was scanning through? It was mentioned in Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. I think think it was. Was it one of the code names? I think it was. 
we're gonna everybody's gonna go back and watch that now. I yeah, think it was, and and certainly when the next scene happens, there's no green mist. No, you know these these guys have been dying dead a while. Yeah, but then like after I think it was what one to two ABY, hmm. Alpatine started really referring to his uh, elite guards as death troopers, right? To capitalize on these other undead troopers, right? So the, uh, here we go uh, from the novel. From the Rogue One novel, the code names that were spoken, uh, they are Stellar Sphere, Mark Omega, Pax Aurora, War Mantle, Cluster Prism, and Black Saber. Black Saber. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. See and this is an old the Orbesh in the... This is an old Reddit post because they're asking if Warmantle could be Starkiller base. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Project Screw Illum over. <laughs> yeah. It's cool and it justifies that, that that one helmet in the in the Rebel Bar uh, yeah. in uh, the Mandalorian where that it where we I think a couple of us honed in on the helmet and we're like look at that thing it looks like a zombie bite has been taken out of it or something what i like about it um and and this is it doesn't matter whether these are uh, night sister magic or or virus is that when i was reading the entry the canon entry for death troopers part of their armor is that they have that weird sort of um you can't hear what they're saying that's intentional they've mm-hmm. done they've scrambled their voices on purpose mm. which adds to that like and I have Maybe it they, somewhere, uh, the uh, Rogue One source book, where they talk about them, they're genetically altered, like to be taller and bigger. And yeah. Lankier. <laughs> you could always link back to your crosshair theory, though. I, yeah, we, well, we we all kind of went, mm, could be. Yeah. Could be. But like you said, Hank, even the descriptive audio lady calls it necrotic flesh. Right. So. Uh, what? But again, sure, necrotic, it's dead. Yeah. But it's that's a specific term that they use that for they all use, the scenes. Yeah, for his undead trooper experiments. Yeah, it's the, part of the acronym. Scientists. Uh, I don't know. I think the words necro- necrotic flesh with an undead guy seem yeah. don't seem pretty. They don't seem out of place. No. I, yeah. But back with Sabine, she's quickly losing air, so she reaches out for her lightsaber with the force, and it doesn't move. Then we get a very clear shot yeah. aside from that death trooper. And uh, focusing harder, the hilt begins to rock. And then suddenly it flies into her hand and she activates the blade, piercing through the head of the death trooper, illuminating the whole inside his head. (laughs) The trooper releases and crumples to the ground. Must not have been nothing much left there between his ears. (laughs) There could be some people on the go, look, there's Night Sister Magic right there. (laughs) Oh, that's a type of green, but it ain't the right one. I do like that. I got, I mean, like, I, I do like the look of that. Yeah, I do. And I, but I've liked the death troopers as a, as a trooper type since yeah. the first time we saw them. I thought, Oh God, these guys. Look and awesome. I mean, they do have green, green lenses. They do. Uh, yeah, they, they do. do have green yeah. Lenses too. yeah. I, I know a friend of the show, Colin, I don't know if he's watching tonight. Hope you're watching tonight. Colin uh, texted me. He no longer works with me. He texted me uh, after the episode. It was like my new favorite thing. Zombie stormtroopers. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing Ezra still taking shots from the other troopers, Sabine grabs her blasters and slows the trooper down with a couple well-placed blasts. And this gives Ezra the opening he needs to force pull his lightsaber to him. 
and he stands and spins his blade removing the head of his enemy it was well done the way that the camera yeah there. because it passes through so you don't actually see it leave yeah. the body yeah yeah but we see the decapitated head of the death trooper roll across the floor on the other side of but the pillar even that is so very star warsian we mm-hmm. don't actually see well mind you we did see we saw Django's head come off yeah we didn't see dooku's head come off we just saw it yeah the, the roll the head roll mm-hmm. we didn't see the severing per se it was sort of no. off camera yeah although if you read the comic book he had to saw through it for a bit (laughs) (laughs) but with little i liked it with little time to waste ezra and sabine rush towards the edge of the henge and on the levels below the night troopers have managed to blow through another door and they begin to advance upstairs sabine and ezra reach the edge as the gangway is retracting from the landing and the gap seems to be an impossible jump ezra sighs that they're too late and we cut back down below with Ahsoka continuing to battle Morgan, who leaps and strikes hard, knocking Ahsoka down. But she pops back up just as a rush of night troopers come streaming through the, into the rotunda. They fire, but Ahsoka deflects, redirecting blaster fire at the advancing troops. Well, that, that makes sense now that these are definitely, they were the volunteers because they it was a one-way mission for them too. Yeah. Right. You think everybody else would have been loaded onto the ship. Yeah. yeah. I never got the impression that it was volunteers to become undead. I thought it was volunteers, volunteers to not stay behind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. I had made that assumption land. before I knew they were going to be undead kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, you know that, I mean? like, that's a logical conclusion to make. Right. Yeah. It's not like they had to tell him outright, oh, yeah, by the way, once you're dead, you're going to get up again. <laughs> we don't tell them that part. Yeah, that's not, not, not in the yet. NDA. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to know anyway. No. Well, maybe they will. Oh, yeah. You're conscious they retain their full skill set. Here's, oh, yeah. here's the extended show that we need or in one of those. Uh, yeah. Do, do Star Wars zombies have like, we oh just, my God, what happened after to After everything's over, we just, the, the after credit scene is one of these zombies just laying there going, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> now what? What do I, I just do want now? to go home too. How do I get this mountain off me? <laughs> I was a kid when they kidnapped me. Yeah. <laughs> Ahsoka begins to back up into the small alcove, offering herself some cover, but not slowing the troopers. And uh, two night troopers rush the edge of the bay on the ship, still alive. And uh, But they don't fire, assuming that, you know, we're far enough away now. Yeah. Sabine says Ezra can make it if he jumps and she pushes with the force. And Ezra, hesitant, says, all right, and takes his mark. And with a running start, he leaps. But as he begins to arc downward, Sabine reaches out with the force. And again, she utilizes it. She pushes him skyward. Awesome. He falls a little bit short of the top ledge, but he makes it. I mean, this is a, an easy one. I mean, talking about refuting some of the, the backlash that's come out of this episode. Again, this is nothing new. I mean, Kanan and, and Ezra. He's used old, to this maneuver. Old master and Ezra. Mm-hmm. This is not a new thing. No. even not with, a new thing. Like you say, Maul there, right? Old master. <laughs> it's you can call me old master. She's better than Luke because he couldn't even look. I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to let people know that, you know, in case I haven't seen it, I didn't want to tell people that he flirted with the dark side. Oh, yeah. Spoiler. Oh, that's probably Oops. coming. That's probably coming up. But the night troopers lean over to check, and uh, Ezra leaps up, throwing one of them overboard. He turns to face the other trooper, but Sabine has already landed a shot with her blaster, and Ezra calls that she can still make it. That's a fantastic shot with the pistol, by the way. Yeah, that's a mm. hell of a mark. That's like, 
marksmanship of the uh, 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 exceptional caliber. Yeah, oh, yeah. with the crosshair version. Force assisted, you might say. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but Sabine takes her mark, and she spies Ahsoka now on top of the henge, trying to fight off the stream of night troopers flooding the area around her. She pauses a moment and then rushes towards the edge of the platform. And uh, the night troopers begin to surround Ahsoka as Morgan Elsbeth rejoins the fray, advancing and slicing the hilt of Ahsoka's Shoto blade in half. Gotta be honest, I did not expect her to lose a lightsaber. No. Yeah. Never saw that one coming. But again, at this point, like, uh, she's locked in battle. She doesn't know what else is going on. Ahsoka gets the upper hand again, landing Morgan on her back, but a killing blow is blocked by the blade of Talzin. Morgan rises up again, and the two continue, and she knocks Ahsoka back, and the two pause as the eye chimera departs morgan tells ahsoka that her friends are dead and she will die here alone love this line and like the look on ahsoka's face right she gives her a disgusted look and but out of frame we get that hero moment right sabine says she's not alone yeah she didn't go oh yeah yeah and a shock of a look of shock falls over the face of the witch and (laughs) the camera cuts to sabine ready lightsaber in one hand blaster in the other and she gives like a little eyebrow raise like oh yeah let's go and then morgan bellows with a primal scream telling the night troopers to kill her she is so angry disturbing scream yeah yeah she's so good in that yeah but uh, the troopers move after sabine who been you know begins to detach them one by one leaving ahsoka and morgan to resume their duel and with sabine engaging the night troopers ahsoka and morgan continue and Ahsoka's got a renewed hope here. Like in that moment when she gives the disgusted look, she's like almost defeated. But you've then given into you, your rage to yeah, your she's hatred about to give into it. But then she hears Sabine pulls right out of her. Oh yeah. And she's back on top with like the calm fighting style, not advancing through anger. And uh, she manages to kick Morgan back, putting some distance between them. But Morgan's now kind of off balance and she rushes in, but is countered at every strike. Ahsoka grabs hold of the hilt of the blade of Talzin, driving it into the ground at the center of the hedge before rending it from Morgan's hands. And with a slice from her saber and the blade, she oh. cut Morgan down, who falls dead to the ground. Twin cuts. I like the the one of them the is green. green. The green of, cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aboard the Eye of Sion, Clathau senses it and relays that Morgan is dead. And Grand Admiral Thrawn notes that Morgan did what was required. And there's almost like a hint of remorse in his voice like the smallest of hints i don't think he's you know i mean he's he's definitely a strategist you know so he's always been a big picture guy but like man like he was really he put all his eggs in her basket that she was going to come through for him yeah and she did and now she's fallen in service to him yeah but on the hangar deck below ezra watches as the battle below gets further away and a message comes over the dead troopers comm link that reinforcements are on the way he answers the calm and then uh, thanks <laughs> for the heads up as he drags the dead body off frame. That might I be love- the most rebels thing yet. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Cause you know, when he dragged, you're thinking the oh, pony voice and everything. Here it comes. Here comes the, uh, gonna, oh, this is a two seven five. Affirmative. This whole fight sequence on top of the, the fortress with uh sabine she is so far beyond where she started blade and blaster like she's not even looking in that shot that you have there she's deflecting a blaster behind her behind her two blasters shooting (laughs) like we started to see some of that right 
we started to see a little bit of that in the um uh what do you call it the the red bandit battle mm-hmm. but now she's like fully switched on and that whole blade blaster i think that's going to be her that's thing her going combo. forward yeah you know like in the early marvel comics we saw luke skywalker do a lot of that blaster and uh and blade in that uh mm. in the macquarie art in the hallway and he's got yeah. the black, like that is yeah. so star wars yeah uh, and i'm all for it uh doug did morgan come through i'd say through? she came through for him i, I think she delivered she, she on got the eye of scion there they got enough time to get it loaded i mean it, it would have to be her or it would have to be one of those other like Isan Asard or one of those other big ship guys from Legends, because that person would have to have intimate knowledge of what they needed to get it built. Right. In order, how do we build a thing that can dock with a Star Destroyer? Yeah, you absolutely. go to someone who's built a absolutely. Star Destroyer. Yeah. And then you look at, like, you know, he's the, uh, you want to use the chess analogy, and, and all these night troopers are pawns, and the, uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the three sisters might be, you know, like uh, higher up pieces. Uh, and Morgan might even be a bishop or a, or a knight, but Thrawn is the player. He's not oh, even yeah. a member on the board, right? He's yeah. the player. Yeah, that's, yeah. He's that's moving the, the pieces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's nothing to sacrifice a bishop, say. Yeah. I do think that there is something there, though. I I, I don't I don't think that he's a hundred percent separated from her, though. Like he's not that as as big picture guy he is. I don't think he's that detached from her. Yeah. You know, it almost like he was not that he had a hard time telling her that she's the sacrificial lamb, but he didn't say it in those words either, right? Got one from TJC here. Do you, uh, did you not think that Sabine was too good too quickly, though? She couldn't even beat Shin a couple of episodes ago, and then she's throwing Ezra into a starter short. Just a small niggle with it. So Luke Skywalker could barely pull his legs out of ice against a Wampa, and then he went toe to toe with Darth Vader a couple hours later. That's true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, that's uh space wizards. So they're tracking at the same thing. The right, other exactly. thing is that they they implicitly say uh that that she was blocked. That she just needed to right. connect with it. And this is the thing that Ahsoka was saying, don't worry about your physical training. That's going to happen. I think we yeah, used the word he used the words if she was unlocked. If she unlocked right. her potential. Right. She definitely had her do you want to live moment. When the life's getting choked out. Yeah, 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 exactly. Now is exactly. the time. Yeah. yeah, so I feel it's a function of that. I feel like we're all blocked. As it's, the, it's the Neo believing you are the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah literally, yeah. yeah. And 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 knowing what her block was and then Ahsoka giving her absolution in the episode yeah, yeah, right yeah. before she goes, lightsaber to her hand, yeah. it works for me. It works for me. It it really does. If a little kid with a broom can float it across the I've said this room. again, this goes back to my love of the expanded universe and other legends materials. And I've said it before, and it's it it's very innocuous. Sometimes you control it, and other times it controls you. And that whole idea of opening yourself to let the force flow through you, mm-hmm. you can, can have spectacular results. Yeah. I mean, there's even trained Jedi are better sometimes than others. Obi-Wan yeah, is getting yeah, his yeah. ass handed to him by Vader in the Obi-Wan show when it's he has that you want to live or die moment and yeah. suddenly he lifts a mountain up in the sky and throws it at the guy like right right you know which like, wasn't training related it was I am the high ground he was blocked again <laughs> yes I am exactly. the high ground. yes 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 and it's, it's all about it's all about your connection to the force right Sabine 
uh, had the potential but could never connect with it. And in that moment, she's connected with it. Now the taps are open and she can use it. Luke Skywalker coming back into the flow and, and able to project himself across, the, you know, a galaxy. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy powers. So, yeah, I, I'm not... I'm not, again, I don't get upset about this stuff. It doesn't bother me because there's, there is enough, as we've just discussed, I think there is enough building blocks there to support what it is that we're seeing. And even if there wasn't, even if there wasn't, if this is the first time we're seeing this forever, to me, that's just the the new thing. It's the new thing that's being introduced. And I think that's okay. We know the way Jedi are supposed, this is the funny thing. We know how they're supposed to be trained. They're supposed to be taken as little babies like Ahsoka was and then brought to a temple and trained by many, many different Jedi and different skills and sets and stuff. And then taken as a learner, a Padawan for specific training by a specific master and move forward in this like dedicated knighthood relationship. But we've never, ever seen a Jedi train like that. In, in, in live action, we've only ever seen the other version of that, which they refer mm. to as Boke and Jedi, Jedi trained in the wild. So from our experience, every Jedi we've ever seen, Luke Skywalker, Leia even, yeah. um, uh, Ezra certainly goes from nothing to, to 100 in, in very few episodes in Rebels That's Season right, 1. Yeah. Yep. Um, all of them go from 0 to 90 almost immediately once yeah, they're unlocked. a very short period of time. Right. So I think that's the norm. And I think that's maybe what people aren't focusing on because that's actually the norm. It's yeah. Exactly what happened with yeah. Luke. I mean, the only thing close is Obi-Wan. And, but we come in like, you know, three quarters of the way through his journey. Right. Right. Yeah. He's already ostensibly, you're ready for the, he, I am ready, Master. I could take the trials now. He's already yeah, he's a like, Jedi Knight. He's when a 20 year old man who's he's, ready he's to be a 21 year old Padawan. Absolutely. Because right. yeah. you can't Get take out of the nest, Anakin's boy. journey for, for normal because he's starting late. And right, his right. journey veers off under the dark side. Well, right? yeah, there is that. Back to here. <laughs> um, <laughs> below, Sabine and Ahsoka continue to battle the night troopers, but a beep comes over Ahsoka's calm, and she asks Sabine if she's ready to get out of here. Sabine agrees, and the two rush away from the troopers. And above, Thrawn issues an order that, you know, focus fire on the base and prepare it for bombardment. And in the background, Clothow, she seems a little bit yeah, off yeah, guard. They don't, there, eh? they don't look like they're like, this is like, hmm. You're about to blow up my fucking sacred house? What are you doing? Right. It, it begs more questions about the actual building itself. Yeah. And oh. now I, I want to know more about that inscription, the the, mm. the Kujet thing. Yeah, well, not only yeah. that, like all, all the inscriptions, even on the top of the hinge, right? It's another, it's a pristine version Mm-hmm. of that hinge on uh oh yeah on Cetos. Uh, on Cetos, yeah and, and another sort of indicator that they're just tolerating thrawn yeah like yeah a means to an end they they seem like bigger movers in the galaxy ostensibly than thrawn really I, i've been struggling with this like this idea of are the night sisters native to this galaxy and traveled to our galaxy or are they native to our galaxy and have moved freely back and forth and they are equally at home here as they were on Dathomir until whatever the greater power was that disrupted things yeah that's tbd i think right morgan does say that they in her historical lineage there were travelers before oh, that's they true. knew to travel right? that's true that's yeah right. they yeah. were the ones that harnessed the purgle and that Perdia was the ancient home of that's, the death of Mary that is also Night true yeah. yeah it's still again if we go back far enough are they an interloper species or were they always here based mm-hmm. on the look she gives like that you just blew up something really sacred right well, so maybe yeah. the maybe they're they're still still to come 
we'll put a pin in it, but that maybe the Night Sisters have a unique relationship with the Zepho that we won't we'll learn about later on. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's a third game coming. Yes, yes. Cameron Monaghan had uh, made he that let it slip. Yeah, I don't think you, I, I don't think it was a slip. It was. No, a, oh yeah, we're doing working it. Working on it. Yeah. See a little baby Cal Kestis and the baby Seer there, or baby. Sorry. Uh, oh, I did not. No, no, that would be great. <laughs> oh, right, right. A, a little Cal Kestis. A little tiny half Cal Kestis, yeah. half night sister running around. Wouldn't that be something? Mm. But uh, back here, the Chimera begins to open fire on the base of the fortress as Ahsoka and Sabine continue forward, dodging blaster fire. A wave of night troopers follow, blasting away. Uh, but the two women leap over the edge of the henge. And in a perfect Back to the Future two moment, I do like rise that. up on the wind. Yeah, that's very deflecting cool. Deflecting blaster fire. It's very cool. What surprises me, and again, because this is this is played for the emotional beat. Yeah. The soldier in me said, "Those guys that ran up to the edge, why did they stop shooting?" Yeah. <laughs> there was no reason for them to stop shooting, except yeah. for the emotional payoff that we got, which was well done. Well, they're also it's not like they could have hit anything anyway. I mean, they're stormtroopers. <laughs> Less thinking zombies, right? Like, oh, they just jumped over. We're done. Uh, apparently, they can hit Mandalorian armor. Ping, yeah, bang, yeah, bang. yeah. Like, be, <laughs> she uses that Dinjarin technique of That's blocking right. with your body. Blaster sponge. Yeah. <laughs> Blaster sponge. Excellent. As the T6 continues to rise, the fortress begins to collapse under the fire of the turbo lasers, and Sabine and Ahsoka enter the ship and rush to the cockpit. I do like the, the, the crumbly falling apart and yeah, how just, it just it looks shatters. So yeah. And as uh, they make it to the cockpit, Sabine asks if they can make it, to which Hu Yang replies he's rerouted all the power to the engines. Aboard the Eye of Scion, the navigation droid relays yeah. that they picked up the Jedi craft and it's closing. And Thrawn tells him to open a channel as the ship draws closer. And behind Thrawn, the Great Mothers hang their heads. As like we're leaving we're not coming back or like presumably at the loss of this mm-hmm. home you know there's something to that yeah there's something to that yeah. for sure yeah yeah also not gonna lie i really there was a part of me watching this that was like we're gonna millennium falcon this thing and we're yeah, gonna yeah. we're gonna Stick we're gonna inside. grab on yeah where when they dump the garbage we're He's gonna hit <laughs> them with a tractor beam or something and well yeah because they come barreling out of the clouds and they they do get close like, I thought they were gonna. Ma- I honestly thought they were gonna make it. I'm like, oh great, everybody's getting back, and we'll pick up. Everybody's back. Yeah. Boy, was I wrong. But over the comm channel, Thrawn commends Ahsoka on being a worthy opponent, and he regrets that they haven't met face to face, and now they never shall. He continues, "Still, I know you because I knew your master. I concluded your strategies would be similar. One wonders just how similar you might become." Perhaps this is where a Ronin such as you belongs. And right now, like the T6 nears the destroyer and it's so close. But Thrawn continues today. Victory is mine. Long live the Empire. And with that, the Eye of Scion jumps into hyperspace, leaving Ahsoka and company rocking in the wake of that massive jump. Mm. So close. (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry. Defeated, Ahsoka turns off the alarm and the three sit quietly as the hyperspace trail dissipates in front of them. And later on, we see back on the surface, the Noti go about setting up their camp. But one of them points to the horizon as two figures come riding forward. It's Sabine and Ahsoka astride their howlers. And they ride forward with Huyang piloting the ship behind them. 
and the little notice here. The two dismount and greet the surrounding nomads, but something catches Ahsoka's attention and she turns to look. She spies the owl-like Morai perched on a rock, mm. and as it takes flight and flies away, Ahsoka turns back to the Noti with a curious glance. I waited an entire season for that. And that's mm-hmm. all you get. There's your Luke moment. How mm-hmm. long was how long was I saying? Why haven't we seen this yet? Because yep. he's not ready to tell her yet. We shift locations and we find Shin Hati on approach to the camp of the Raiders and she raises her lightsaber above her head and ignites the blade. The Raiders all take notice and Shin continues to hold her blade aloft and in what I'm assuming is a show of dominance. That is the uh, the symbolic I'm your new leader. Yeah. Look up here. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. There's a, a, a from a certain point of view when Balin says take your place in this new empire. Well, yeah. She just made her own. Yeah. Yeah. She's going to carve out her own here i mm-hmm. guess yeah this is how it begins you guys know what this thing does first thing i do Get is need an army yep yeah elsewhere balin skull walks out along a rocky ledge which turns oh. out to be the carving in the side of the mountain as soon as you saw it i mean there was no anybody who's watched those animated properties that yeah. we like to talk about you knew as soon as you saw the the the, the mustache and i'm like that's him there's no question in my mind. That's what probably the doing. only thing that made me go. You guys probably should watch Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what, though? I mean, the 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 analogy to the 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 big Argonaut sculptures in Lord of the Rings. If it was never any more than that, mm-hmm. I'm okay with that too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm okay with that. I mean, not everybody caught the Zeppo references. Not everybody, you know. Oh. So there's there's a whole there's many tiers of of, of watchability to this. You might just like the lightsaber fights. You might like the student relationships, you know, but I did like that. Yeah. Yeah. You might well, like exactly. the note Yeah. The, yeah. I, I love the note by the way. I love them. I love them little bastards. They're my new Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit harder shell, but still. I'm going to be upset if we don't get them in an action figure, to be honest. Oh, and I will pay. Not? I will need pay a three pack. We need a three pack. Yeah. Seriously. The mom and the little baby. And then yeah. dude, dude just, with the, the starboard around his neck. Nice. Yeah. And then just package it with a little, you know, clamshell hut. I love the fact here that he's had to cobble together some warmer gear. Yes. He's sewn leather, a beast that he's killed or something like. So again, this is one of the things that I think this show. And again, I think people may be struggling with this. Things happen off camera that infer time has passed. Yes. We didn't just throw that together. No. No, he didn't he's walk been out there today either. That's <laughs> what I mean, yeah. He's yeah. nearing the end of what's called. He's been out here yeah. for a while now. And just like a good Dave Filoni epilogue, we have yeah. no idea when this takes place. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, just before ju- we jump in Yeah, there, go for it. Yeah. Uh, we pull back and we see that he's on the outstretched hand of a mighty statue. And there are two more statues, one on either side. But the head on one has been destroyed. Balin looks across the valley at a snow-capped hill. And he stares forward to whatever calls him. Isengard. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Isengard. You can't really see it in the slide, but there is a, there's a light. There's a light. There's a light. It's a, like a vertical shaft of light. Yeah. Um, You knew who it was as soon as like, we know that this is the the father, the shot of the father. Um, Interestingly that the head of the, the sister is the one that's destroyed is crumbled away. Could be symbol, uh, symbolic. Is away, or is it something maybe the sister or the great mothers had done? I don't know. It feels pretty on purpose how how intact those things look. 
how ancient they look. They're lichen covered, you know, they are yeah, down. Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly I mean, it looks like if, if one had crumbled, they'd all have some sort of fashion of crumble. There's something else going on there too, though. There is a physical split between, yes. between the shoulder of the father yes, and the daughter. Like you can't sister. get to the light yeah, side the daughter, yeah, that way. Right. Yeah. So, but, but again, I think what's more interesting here, and, and I'll get you to move ahead one more. Yeah, go back to your other one. When we look at that, uh, that's out of uh, Rebels. That's when we go to the world between worlds. When they mm -hmm. figure out how to, when Sabine figures out how to manipulate the thing, and Ezra goes up and does it, the father with his pointy finger, it moves and he points yeah. to the door. Right. So looking at the statue, he's definitely pointing. He's not in neutral point he's no he's he's indicating at something mm -hmm. yeah presumably that presumably that light whatever yeah, that light well, like is. if you look at the have the you watched the mortis arc lately recently there's a, yeah there's a temple no. anakin discovered like lightning is crashing down he's looking for the temple trying to find yeah. the father the source yeah. of all this mayhem right there's a temple off in the distance it's not quite this far but it has a light just like Balin. just like that so is that is this is mortis a place or is it like the world between worlds where it could this temple could be you know like well, that's so that's come up this week uh over the week it's like and i've read it some people think that peridia might be mortis maybe that they are the same place it's given a location on the galaxy map on in star wars's official galaxy map yeah. which is odd because it's i got the impression that you you know you sort of woke up and you were there Hmm. yeah because in those in that arc there's like yeah there's no like how did it's a big how did we get here we don't really know how we got here. right yeah i find the whole thing fascinating i really at first i was i don't want another resurrection we may or may not have gotten one um <laughs> and i'm okay with it mm -hmm. i really wasn't a big fan of time travel um and we've been saying all along that no uh, the world between worlds is not time travel it's something else yeah mm -hmm. and i'm okay with that so, you know, coming full circle to the, the, the forest gods, which I was not a big fan of when they were introduced and I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Yeah. Like if you look at the one on the top left there, it almost looks like an outstretched finger with the fingernail. That's what I mean. Like the, the, the finger. Yeah. yeah because the finger. In, the, in the pullback shot, you don't really see a finger pointing out. Right. It looks more right, like right. a fist. But, the angle but is kind of three fingers there. and one is outstretched. It, yeah. yeah. So. And he's standing literally on the finger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a brave soul for doing that. Yeah. Because oh. like if the other one crumbled, I wouldn't want to be standing. <sighs> you get all the way to the top of this crazy finger and then you go, oh. I still got to go halfway across the planet. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's the angry birds. Just, moment. Let, me, just let me cross this mountain range here. It's what so angry good. birds one where they're like, Oh, we climbed up the wrong mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so Balin's out there doing his thing. He's moving towards whatever, whatever it is that is calling, calling to him. Yep. Um, do, do we want to, do we speculate what's calling to him? Sure. So there's been a lot of stuff going on about Anakin as the father. And I think we even touched on maybe some of that during different. Yeah. That Anakin might, might be the, the replacement for the three of them. And so. I got into a moderate Facebook discussion. It wasn't really an argument. It was a discussion sure. with a guy in one of the yeah. groups where he was like, you know, rah, 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 this point of view. And I was like, okay, well, what about this point of view? Anakin's dead. And despite their power, the Mortis gods were mortal. 
Well, they, they kind of imply that in that arc. They just say that this is the only place where I could control them. And I'll also, I'll also, uh, I'll also offer that while dark decisions have been made, nothing he's done here has necessarily been evil. Uh, Balin, I mean, Balin. Balin? What yeah. in the course of the show? In the course of the show, I wouldn't say uh, anything that murder. Well, <laughs> murder, murder of all the, the time. That whole uh, the, the whole Republic the whole busting Morgan out of jail and murdering right, all those new Republicans. It's a means to an end. Sure, like it's, sure. it's it's almost it can be construed as neutral. It's kind of what I'm getting at. The most father like figure in the show, yeah. uh, exhibiting both. Um, sternness and command and and um the ability to destroy when he has to and also this like tender uh caring uh nurturing lesson giver to his student mm. he, he's the perfect candidate to replace the father in terms of of what i've seen here it, it fits better than anakin i know anakin is a bigger character the stakes are higher but he's already already come and gone he's the chosen one he's gone through that now he's part of the living force the father makes a point though of of even talking about the chosen one and that's why it, it recontextualizes what the chosen one is meant to do right so right. i don't i don't know if it works for bail oh, i like the idea though i do like it i mean it doesn't have to work for him in terms of their uh idea but in terms of his personal like that's what i'm getting at here is that not be not the the force choosing him to be the father or the mortis gods choosing him to be the replacement. I mean, hi, him seeing himself in that role, and that's mm. what he's chasing. Maybe. maybe, maybe. But at the same time, it would be like one of those weird ironies if he becomes the father. Like he's going there to stop this whole back and forth. Well, but if he becomes the thing he's trying to stop. If he's trying to break the cycle, yeah. I mean, is he is he going to stop the thing or is he going to release the thing? Mm -hmm. Because if the thing is one of the things that has been theorized, uh, a legends thing, right? It would potentially mean the end of everything. Yeah. So How super cool would it be if there is time travel in terms of the world between worlds and Balin Skull is the person yeah. that that starts the. <laughs> the force yeah, really like you know like we could get crazy with it well let's call let's call it what it is in mm. legends there is a fourth mortis god there certainly is uh, called the the mother or eboloth and eboloth as the mother was this she's different than the other three she mm -hmm. was she was elevated from uh normal existence into force godhood i guess yeah but it drove her nuts and uh she was basically a murderous thing well, she she did think she wasn't supposed to so there's a there's a well of knowledge and a pool of uh right and she bathed she drank from a fountain that she wasn't supposed that she wasn't to, supposed to drink from and she bathed in water she wasn't that she supposed wasn't supposed to. to bathe in and she couldn't handle the knowledge and the power that they and both it, gave yeah, her and it drove, drove her, her mad and she became yeah. this semi-immortal <laughs> force demon that even they had to work together to, to continuously try to imprison her. her. Right. And then whenever so, the balance of the force would get out of whack, uh, she would escape her prison and rain hell on the gal. So the galaxy is primed for her right now. Yeah. <laughs> like 
it, we're out of whack still. Like the, the Jedi are just trying to get their footing back. That calls in. So then we go back to that whole, like when the father talking to Anakin about the three of them, this is the only place I could control them. Is that the same case with, with Peridia was the only place where they could imprison her. Maybe. So there, I mean, again, uh, yeah, TJC says, I'm not familiar with the Ibaloth story apart from seeing about the theory just lately. So it could be interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in, in legends, uh, stuff that's post, uh, like, like Cade Skywalker, like the grand, oh, like a hundred years after, right. A hundred um, years after. Yeah. Uh, as a, he becomes Darth. Oh, uh, 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 Dar uh yeah, I'll get to it. Hold I on. don't know that one. <laughs> anyways he's the he's the uh they finally destroy abeloth utterly and it's like like outright 120 aby hmm. it's way in the future but um if can't recall it's been so long since i read those novels uh uh cade lost his former master in a fight but succeeded in resisting temptation and as a jedi killed darth crate crate one of one of his grandchildren becomes a, a Sith Lord. Oh, uh, wow. Okay, hmm. could be one of Leia's kids' grandchildren. I don't think she's getting any now. <laughs> well, Kate is like a uh, Kate. Who else? Uh, nope, that's not right. I'm not going to figure this one out. <laughs> it's probably not an easy tell. The the <laughs> continuity wasn't exactly seamless. He doesn't have, I don't think he has children. No, he's got his parents and a sibling oh. as a half sister. Who Cade? Yep. Fair enough. Um, one of, in, in legends, one of Leia's twins becomes a Sith Lord. Yes. Um, Jason. Uh, yes. Jason Solo becomes a, a, a Sith and, Lord. And Jaina uh, has to fight him. Right. Love that figure. That's one of my favorite friggin' Star Wars Black Series figures of all time, Jaina Solo. <laughs> I just love that figure. Oh, yeah. So J okay. it's Jason Solo who uh, becomes Darth I'd Vader. have to go back in time, but there is there is a like a, a canon uh, sort of destruction of Abeloth, and it happens way, way in the future from where we are now. Right, right. I still think that the Zepho have a role to play. With that temple clearly being a, a temple to Kujet, maybe it's the Zepho technology that is being used to contain whatever it is that, that's calling Ray. Yeah, Balin. And speaking of comment from Dark Holder says, while the loss of Ray Stevenson was super tragic and a loss for all, the way they left it opens a lot of possibilities of keeping the character alive with the ability to recast, and it could be interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm all for it. I'm I've I've never been against recasting, uh, and I know a lot of people rag on it, but I I, I consider Spartacus, uh, the Andy Whitfield to um, Liam McIntyre to be quite successful. Mm. Although the ratings apparently would disagree with me, <laughs> <laughs> it was still a good show. The there's all kinds of there's, there's marble, right? That was a that was a case where it was better. Yes, <laughs> can't argue with that. Who? One. who? Sorry. Uh, Rhodey, Don Cheadle coming oh. in as James Rhodes. Yeah, James uh, Rhodes. They, they recast Bruce Banner twice. 
Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> Each time James Bond gets recast uh, every couple of every movies, few, so right, as he ages, that works. Right? Yeah, so uh, so there's the yeah. I mean, I, I'd be okay with it. I'd also be okay with like we explored another at the of the another show. form of media. Another form of media is a perfect way, and I know we might piss off the people that want everything sort of just in yeah. theaters and in just linear fashion, but. Yeah. We're 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 way past that to to sort of argue those points. We're it's a huge entertainment empire, and the story is so vast. Uh, I don't think I'd want it any other way. I like I like going going. I missed I missed a line of comics three years ago, and I didn't know this part of the story. Cool. I'm never going to run into Star. We Wars live stuff. in an age where, and I've said this before. Um, we there are people that exist uh, on on our earth right now that have never known life without the Simpsons. So right. if if you can't get behind animation as a viable uh, form of media, well, that's kind of on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not saying that it has to be an animated thing, but no, no absolutely. I'm always down for more Star Wars There's animation. But I mean, you know, maybe. Let, hey, it's, it's the same people though that are like, I don't like watching cartoons that are in in theaters on day one watching uh, the Avatar movies. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> guess what, folks? <laughs> All done on the computer. Newsflash. <laughs> hey, season three of the Bad Batch is the 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 last season. Do we mm -hmm. think that Lucasfilm is gonna gonna cease animation properties after that? Is that being made by the same studio that folded? I don't know, but I know they still have extra studios elsewhere. Well, that's, no, what I mean. that's, like, that's yeah. very true. That's very true. You know, there's I'm no wondering if why. it's a Korean studio that folded. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, we covered that on that. Random Family. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose we should continue on. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're not done through. yet. <laughs> yeah, but wait, there's more. Yeah, back in the galaxy, we all know uh, the Chimera enters frame on approach to a red planet. I do love the framing on this. It it's so, so beautiful. Good. Yeah, as uh, they draw closer, the Eye of Sion forms like a perfect frame within the planet's outline. Hmm. And aboard the ship, Grand Admiral Thrawn and the Great Mothers overlook a balcony as Enoch enters, and he tells them that they have arrived at Dathomir. And below in the cargo hold, according to a descriptive audio lady, thousands, thousands. of often like containers stand in stack. Thousands. As troopers move about. What did I say in our in our thing? Something like four, roughly in the realm of four thousand. Something like that. Yeah, I'd be interested to know. You'd need a wider shot. We're not going to get. We're not going to get. Like even with this shot, it is still cropped at the top and bottom. Somebody, so you somebody did get. like a, and I can't see it here because our our shot's pretty small, but like. If you took these larger blocks, the one that you can see, you know, it's a one, a one, two, three, it's group. a five by, five by it's four. a five by four by however many tall. Yeah. You know, you could count the, the blocks. And again, but then you're only getting what's visible to us, right? Still, you but know how I like them. A rougher number. Yeah. <laughs> but you kind of take the, yeah, you, you take the back rows because you can't, you can see beside them and there's nothing. So if you take yeah. those as being a full row and then extrapolate down. Yeah. There's at least 10. That'll be a fun one. Maybe we'll do, a, we'll do a social media post for that one. There we go. But uh, elsewhere in the galaxy, we see the shuttle that the false Jedi used on approach to home one flanked by two A-wings. Again, stuff happens off camera. Yep. <laughs> and as the craft comes in to settle in the bay, Hera and a large security patrol arrive. The landing ramp opens and amongst the smoke, a night trooper comes down the ramp and they all lift their blasters at the ready. But it's Chopper that rolls forward, and the night trooper lays a hand on the droid, and he looks up and removes his helmet, and it reveals that it's Ezra Bridger. And Hera just looks on with shock. 
and she calls his name Ezra, and he responds, "Hi, Hera, I'm home." Oh man, I loved oh. it. Um, I, I want to talk about this. Yep. Before we move on, because this was another one that kind of people were taking exception with, and again, there is no way that he got that close to the Republic fleet. Now he's under escort, two fighter escort. They've already encountered Balin's shuttle. So they know potentially what they're dealing with. Yep. I firmly believe that they've already made radio contact and he's already said, this is Ezra Bridger. And they're like, what? <laughs> no. And it's then, why Chopper immediately without, without having spoken a word immediately. What the, what the fuck's going on? Of course it's him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also the they general in command yeah. of the ship isn't just hanging around in the hangar. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're what like, do you mean? Okay, security detail. Let's go. Well, that's home one. So Akbar's up there somewhere. Yeah. Well, right. Well, no, but I mean, like you know, she's pretty high up in the show. Like, yeah, of course she is. Uh, General I, I, of, I, I, of I, I sort of fully agree with you that they're like, okay, somebody impersonating Ezra is about to land. Right. Yeah, so so they about to blow somebody up. <laughs> they're you know not making the mistake they made at the beginning, bring these so-called Jedi on board. Yeah. By the way. Love how that's framed. It's exactly how our series opened, and it's how we end the series with the mm -hmm. same shot coming onto the hangar boy, uh, mm -hmm. the hangar floor. Yeah, but of course they send down like exponentially more security forces. Hera's at the at the front because it's like what Ezra? No fucking way. And none of them also, have the anything. It's all ready. No, they're go. they're ready. Like whatever trickery this bullshit. Yeah, is. we're ready to go. And then of course he takes the helmet off. It really is me, and that's that's the reaction we get from her. Ezra like she didn't believe it herself until she saw him yeah right but I I for you can't tell me for a second that he didn't announce himself this is Ezra Bridger right yeah. uh, please let me or Orlando Calrissian or Jabba the Hutt or Jabba the Hutt yeah <laughs> one of the That's three right. yeah it's Hondo Anaka <laughs> no Hondo this season best friend is a Jedi I think <laughs> all right I'm sorry I had to get that out of the way that's all good but we cut back to Paradia and uh, Sabine brings one of the Noti a small metal box. And she looks past the encampment and spies Ahsoka staring off in the distance. Staring at the bone rings. Yep. She strides over and uh, tells her that they're almost packed. And Ahsoka tells Sabine she did well. But Sabine questions if she did because Thrawn escaped. But Ahsoka tells her because of her, Ezra went home. She smiles at Ahsoka and Sabine returns that smile with an I hope so. But Ahsoka assures her he did. Ezra is where he needs to be. And so are they. Ahsoka lays a hand on Sabine's shoulders and tells her it's time to move on. Then they make their way down the hill and Sabine pauses for a moment, looking back at the skyline. And Ahsoka asks, what is it? And Sabine starts to say, well, I felt. Mm -hmm. But then she dismisses it as nothing more than shadows and starlight and begins to walk back to the encampments. This is the second time she's done that. Felt something? And then just dismissed it. What was the first time? When Ahsoka called to her. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So again, she's like, yeah, she's connected to the Force, but she's still not. She's so are, the are you going where I think you're going with that? I don't know. What do you think that she's sensing? I'm not sure. Okay. I but think she's sensing Anakin. Sure I, don't I don't believe that. I don't believe that for a second. No? No. I don't think that Sabine is sensing Anakin Skywalker. I think she's sensing whatever else it is. The the bigger thing that's. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, 
I think in the same way the force ripples around things, like oh maybe a dis- disturbance in the force, you could feel mm-hmm. a good ripple and not understand it. Oh, I guess so. True. But Ahsoka pauses uh, a moment as well, and then gives a smile and ventures back to the camp as well. It's the Luke Skywalker at the campfire mm-hmm. at the uh, mm-hmm. uh, on Return of the Jedi, and you yeah. kind of do that. Did she see him or not? Yeah, I think she did. Yeah, but uh, yeah. in the distance we see a figure ringed in blue. And uh, it's the Force Ghost of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Now that's smiling, legitimately mm-hmm. Force Ghost. Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I'm not going to get into this. Oh, they upgraded it. The Force upgraded his robes. No, it's it's what it is. Yeah, it's Force Ghost. We cut to black. Oh. Thus end the season of Ahsoka. Listen, the I'm best I harp. show ever. <laughs> uh, so listen. You know where I'm at on this. Uh, I can't give it a 10 out of 10. I can give it a 9.9999. I can't give it a 10. Is it the best? It's it's the best season of Rebels ever. It fired on (laughs) all cylinders the entire season. I will not deny that. With that one breath right before the ending, like you said, Hank. But I mm-hmm. was the I was the uh, and or apologist uh, amongst the three of us more more so than I think you guys were, and it still ranks up there pretty high for me. It's the it's the civil war of of the star of Star Wars for me. Here's how I feel about Andor, and I don't want to take anything away from it because it gets my nine point nine 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 nine. Yeah, but you could almost take Andor and tweak it. And yep. have it not be a Star Wars story at all, and That's not right. even lose a strip of meaning or beat of of impact. Yep, yep. it could be a revolutionary story about absolutely war. it could. Yeah, but Star Wars is always better with lightsabers. Oh yeah, I, I, I can't <laughs> I can't argue with that. Right. So while this just edges it by the slightest amount, um, there's so much about Andor that I that I love the tone, the the those corners of the galaxy that we did get to see. Um, yeah. Like the Ethan rail story, <laughs> we didn't really get to focus on because of lightsabers. The like, but if I had to pick, if you were in this put pocket. stories in a shoebox and went, uh, you're going to pick out randomly. Uh, if I didn't pick a Jedi story out and it was the last Star Wars story I ever got, I'd be disappointed if I didn't get a Jedi story. Mm. Yeah. You know, if anything with the Ezra thing, the, the only thing that I want to know, and I'm not saying that there's a problem with how it was presented things happen off camera i have a harder time sort of getting to he was able to steal the shuttle and leave the star destroyer unharassed that i have a harder problem with because yeah. even if he did pull off the it's me <laughs> tk blah 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 you could since have left. when did he, they like he could have hopped out in hyperspace wow and kept going that's a bad <laughs> idea that's a very bad idea well he's still in local space he keep let, going let me with fix him. that one for you though yeah at this point, though, it's still Balin and Shin's ship, so That's it true. wouldn't be tracked by the Empire. Wouldn't be accounted for. Oh, I'm any... talking about Thrawn, uh, uh, Admiral. There's an unauthorized launch from the main hangar. If he just, <laughs> you know what I mean, you know, like forced the ship out and just drifted. Well, away. I actually thought about that. Did he like, <sighs> like the Men in Black, Will Smith with the chair across, <laughs> dragged mm-hmm. it into space with his brain, <laughs> and then fired up it's the possible. engines and drove away i know a lot of people are like how did he find the fleet but the fleet is probably around chandrilla or coruscant so that's there's not that big to... a leap. No, i mean there's outposts all over the place you yeah know? right can you direct me to the nearest republic yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So there's a new government in town. Can you tell me where they're where they're at? Okay. Let's, Let's, your leader. Let's, I, you don't know me, but uh, I built this government. <laughs> so when Ezra left, the seat of government was still on Coruscant. Yeah, sure. And it, we know it's still on Coruscant right now. Yeah. So conceivably, he would know enough to like plot a course to yeah. Coruscant. Yeah. I'll get picked up some at some point. Yeah. Yeah. What a great show. Um, also, we don't know how much time has passed. Once no, again, epilogue. That could right. be three years ago, and maybe we're going to get the story of how he got there. I don't want to see Ezra for three years in Stormtrooper armor. That probably no. smells real bad. We, we probably you smell know, real bad. You know, this the, the hyperspace trip takes at least, what, three days? Right. Yeah, based on right. How yeah, yeah, yeah. They got three days there. to load the bodies, and Ahsoka showed up on day two two and a half or so yeah 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 Yeah, two and a half but she was already out for a day uh that's right so they had a days a day there was a point where they were yeah yeah, they were in that special hyperspace that's right at the same time that's right yeah 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 so (laughs) so our next uh next star wars a live action star wars series coming up by all accounts is going to be skeleton crew skeleton crew skeleton crew next year and apparently uh might have a change in dates an earlier release neat i'm not 100 sure on that um fixed. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the bad batch is still looming out there somewhere uh when we get back to that but we definitely will be uh covering all those but oh my gosh ahsoka was so much fun to cover i can't oh, believe bro. that it's it's already here and it's over done. But we're not over. No, we're not over. We've got lots more uh, coming your way. Now, the Sunday night live stream may be paused for the next little while while we work on some short form content and pad out our uh, our channel that way. Um, but that's not to say that we won't be back uh, with a regular infusion of something very, very soon. So keep your eyes uh, post uh, uh, peeled to our social media as well as our uh, the, the community tab on our YouTube channel where we will be uh, keeping you all in the loop about what's going on. And Andy and I, at the very least, will be back every Tuesday night for Random Fandom because that's a show that just feeds itself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I I can't give up live streaming entirely. So we will be back Tuesday night, uh, tomorrow, Jesus, tomorrow uh, for Random Fandom as it makes its uh, return to the regular Tuesday, Tuesday night slots. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the live, the, the, the live streaming watch party. Uh, if you'd like us to do more of those, let us know because there's uh, all kinds of stuff coming up here that uh, we could be doing that with. Yeah. Loki just dropped this yeah, past week. That's right. Uh, first episode of Loki. Anybody watching the wheel of time? I have not seen that one. Yeah, it's good. I, I, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's, I have just more wrap- problems with it, but it's good. I didn't read the book, so I'm I'm totally I'm, I'm a huge. Good. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm I'm a big oh, book guy. With that Doug. one, Doug says uh, loved the live. Okay, good. I'm glad to, glad that went over very well. Yeah, yeah, we have to do another one because I missed that one, so I want to do another one. <laughs> we'll Where repeat the whole thing just, just for watch, you. We'll just watch Star Wars. <laughs> watch a New Hope live stream. It. <laughs> we'll we'll be MST three. Here's uh, the thing that I was thinking, and it, let us know out there if you're interested in something like this. The way we deep dive on things that are brand new. Oh yeah, you, you've back. never seen us do that with a property that has existed for an old while. Property. Yeah, you know. And I I recently rewatched The Empire Strikes Back, and found myself watching it like we watch these shows. 
Isn't that something? So eh? It's funny that you're like, oh, there's an Easter egg, but it's like that's the birthplace of the Easter egg. All the, you know, that's not an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah there yeah. are tons of those things that you can sort of reverse engineer and go, oh, that's where they pulled I, it from. This is the first time I've seen that, and it's here, 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 and here. Like, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, it's some, almost like a backwards way. So I don't know. Let us know out there if you guys would be interested in us doing something like that in a in a live review. Well, for uh, for a little show that uh, started as not a Star Wars show, <laughs> <laughs> it remains the uh, the crux of our uh, of what we do here, and probably will for the foreseeable future. I do have five um, Indiana Jones figures over there. So it's not... <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Jones was a fever dream in the carbonite. Oh, that's right. That's right. Listen, I hope everybody uh, enjoyed uh, enjoyed this series as much as I did. I know that it was so much fun doing it with you guys. I wouldn't want to do this with anybody else so good yeah but we'll be back on tuesday and uh sunday nights will resume uh at some point i just don't know when <laughs> buffy the vampire slayer mm, i would have the to movie i would a series oh see i've seen the movie merit i've not seen the series seven seasons i'd have to there's a recasting that works off <laughs> that, that, well the, the whole yeah the whole, <laughs> thing. the whole thing yeah all right well that's an interesting one better than teen wolf's recasting Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf Two, T O O, Teen Wolf also, and the television show, horrible, oh, horrible. The, an, the animated series? No, no. There's like a live action horrible. Oh, the the, yeah, there is the new, new one? one, the new one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, listen, we can discuss this. Um, we can talk about this <laughs> offline and throw some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two and a half All right, hours. everybody, listen, we'll be back soon. I hope you guys had a great time. Uh, keep an eye out on our channel as uh, new stuff is coming very soon, and. Uh, for fandom power my name is wes i'm andy and i'm hank and we will see you on the next one bye for now hey guys thanks for listening to fandom power be sure to like us on facebook and follow us on instagram and twitter stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms